0: Thank you, thank you, gentlemen and Hey guys, I'm back. And I'm here to stay. I'm sorry for the delay. Today we're celebrating Halloween with my good buddy Mikey Rowe. You might know him from Travel Channel's Feed the Beast. And he's been on this podcast. He's the guy with the OJ picture. He's here with his brother and they have a hit, legit movie called The House is October Built. I've seen it. It's scary as shit. And we're going to talk about it. Enjoy it. Happy Halloween. This is... It's a fucking podcast Holy shit, that was a fucking event I feel like I wish I could record it in another manner Just to make sure I have it I'm fucking so, I'm sweating I just ran with my dog Alright I'm sitting with the director, star, and star You did not direct, although you did hold the camera at times Yes Uh, Two brothers From Texas Why don't you guys introduce yourselves you know, everyone knows everyone
1: knows one of my guests. I'm Mikey Rowe. <laughs> i still owe people an oj picture yep
0: <laughs> <laughs> as oj's bestie
2: um and i'm bobby rowe mike's brother uh whether i like it or not and uh director of the house is october built <laughs> the house october built houses the house is
0: oh well, that's really interesting because i read it as the ho- i tried to type find it last night as the house that
2: october built and it didn't show up and i was like motherfucker well, we wanted to play off the whole you know it's it's funny it's a mouthful and it's like fifty fifty on the title, could we have gone with some easy, simple Halloween one, maybe, but I don 't think you'd remember it. It was always kind of cool to us for the uh i don't know kind of the babe Ruth analogy. It's, you know Yankee Stadium is the house Ruth built and you're a baseball player I am yes yeah, yeah I, I, read your, I read
0: your bio last night. This is the most research i 've ever done on any of my fucking podcasts <laughs> by the way, and it 's only because I know Mikey so well and and i and and Mikey's the most dialed in motherfucker I've ever met in my entire life, but uh but my, I get an email from Mikey, and he says, and by the way, I, in Hollywood, how often do you get these emails? My movie's coming out. <laughs> check out the trailer. It's going to be in theaters. It's a big deal. Dot, dot, dot. And I, you always just go, sure it is. I bet.
1: It's the same thing as like when you get the email, hey, check out my new band. It's yep. playing here. And it's always like, ah. And you're like, great. All right, we're going to go check it out. And sometimes you're pleasantly surprised, which hopefully you were.
0: Uh I'll get to my opinions in a second. So uh so tell Bobby tell Bobby, right? Yeah. Bobby tell tell uh people it is the... Pr- it, I'm releasing this today. Uh, by the way, I'd like to apologize to all the fans who have not released podcast in four weeks. I will do... I, tom- my 100th episode is right after this. This is my 99th episode. My 100th episode is that I will do a solo podcast. I will explain exactly where I was, but I've been on the road for five weeks doing uh, Trip Flip, and I'm, and I'm home finally, and I've been wanting to do this podcast, and it tomorrow's Halloween, and this is the perfect halloween movie because it is based on four friends that get on a road trip in an rv to go explore ultimately they're after they're after one thing they're after the one the scariest spook house in the world the one that takes it to the next fucking level
1: the most extreme haunted house in the world dude. i like that you say spook house so a lot of people don't say that because well, when we explain the movie sometimes we say they're looking for, you know, they're traveling across, going to ha- haunted houses. We have to kind of back up and say Halloween haunted houses, like the ones you pay 20 spook bucks. for. Right. Spook, spook houses. It's spook houses. No, and that's a, a
2: good – yeah, because we have uh, – the producer of Insidious and Paranormal Activity is on this film, which is which is a great thing to have. But I also don't want people to think it's supernatural because it's not. It's not. It's yeah, not. We want which, it to be which, grounded. Which
0: is so disturbing about this movie. What is so disturbing about this movie and, and – and and uh, and I, I have not seen the entire movie. I couldn't watch it. I the I the last time I turned it off is when I'm not. I can't. I mean, I can't. Even, I don't even want to ruin anything for anyone. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's when the um, I, I, don't, I don't want to ruin it. It's, it's the pumpkin scene. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's the last time I turned it off. <laughs> I can tell you all the other times I turned it off. I turned it off when Mikey found the little girl. I was just being nice. Oh, and, and 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 walked her in. Now at that moment, and then I and and I, I want to say this scene is in the trailer. It is. But when My, Mikey finds a little girl that he has seen in a spook house, that that uh, what's her name, uh, Diana, Brandy. Brandy has seen in a spook house. By the way, them saying her name. Oh, Brandy. I have I have a story. I have a story. I'm going to tell you in a second. Of course. Why would I let you talk? Um. But uh, when you brought her in. And she kind of turns and looks. Uh, at that moment, this is what really broke me, and that's why I turned it off the first time. And I, th- I want to say that's like 36 minutes in. Is uh, there the thing that's very creepy about this movie is there are real, genuine horrors in this world. There are real, genuine horrors, especially that happen to children, that in this world that exist. And there are real, genuine, disturbed people... Who, Especially that you run into In this movie That I couldn't tell if they were actors or not And and, uh, and I went That just freaked me out And I had this moment of fucking Sheer terror where I went I- I'm gonna die one day Like this, this is fucking this, this is all very real Which is Which is my first question uh, how, how did you go about directing this movie?
2: Um, well, it was important to us. Uh, Zach Andrews and I, the producer, he's also in the movie as well. Is that we,
0: is that the guy that the finds the video? Uh, yes. yes. Okay, yeah, Zach.
2: So we, we started about five years ago, and our biggest thing is you know we had come to the point where we had sold scripts, movies fell through, that kind of thing, and we decided, look, we're going to take it in our own hands. What can we do here inside a maybe a genre or any type? What kind of film could we make ourselves that don't work? It, it, it doesn't require an A list star. But more importantly to us was, (laughs) yeah, so I enlist my D-list, brother. I'm going to talk about
0: acting in a second.
2: (laughs) And so the biggest thing we want to do is what have we not touched on? What is the horror world who has touched on basically everything, exploited everything you can? And uh, I was sick to death of a possession movie. We've seen it a thousand times. Uh, You know, the, The Exorcist did it the right way. That's all I needed, right? So, but those are just constantly regurgitated each year. What is something we could tackle that nobody has before? And what's surprisingly enough, a true statement is that the haunted house industry has never been seen on the big screen before. And that was really important to us. 30 million people a year go, just in the United States, 30 million people a year ago, we spend $8 billion on Halloween, yet nobody's created a story around these guys. And these sets are fascinating. We thought, Okay, we can shoot on these major, major Hollywood, almost like sets, right? Even in the middle of West Texas. And we have these scare actors who, why would I hire anybody? These guys have perfected the role after the past five years. And so let's build a story. And the word found footage is a, there's a stigma to it. It's a derogatory term now because it's been, you know, oversaturated, it's watered down, and people have abused it. Um, we wanted to tell it in a way that, it needs to be first-person point of view. We, we kind of describe it as a Halloween movie, um, not found footage, because the, it, it's just right away, people kind of roll their eyes, right? That's not what this is. This is based in truth. The word, the definition of found footage- I don't even it, know what found footage so is. So found footage is probably comes along a little bit more uh, mainstream-wise through Blair Witch. Okay. So the five kids go into the forest-
1: all we found was this tape, yeah. right? So now, it's supposed people, to be real. And now people always bitch, too. It's like, well, I mean, who put who edited it all together? Right. Put it to a studio if it's found. It's like, it's a genre of film. Yeah. Fuck yeah. off.
2: Yeah, and it's a camera style, too. Like, it's a choice. And and what's weird is we actually always... A lot of people label us with the, the Blair Witch um, uh, kind of comparison. But I'd actually take it more... We actually took the approach, which is kind of weird because it's a totally different genre, of Borat. We decided to take what sasha baron cohen did put ourselves in real situations and see what the fuck happens and that's what he does and it, but it's for for laughs ours are hopefully for scares or at least tension and i think getting some of these guys all those interviews are 100 real
0: uh, okay yeah you know so because Blair- because the when you're sitting uh in texas and you're interviewing the kid and uh, just outside right. and you're like how creepy does it get and he just is like i mean it's by the way and and I I, I want to finish on this because I do want to get to the acting because so I said this to Leanne, I, she goes, um, how's how's the acting though? Fucking amazing! And I'm being, dude, I'm your friend. I I would just I wouldn't say anything. Right. Amazing. I mean, you are. By the way, you are you. You're not anything other than you. But you're a hyper version of you that that I, I would hope to play in it we were just talking about a sitcom in a sitcom about me you are you're very real in every moment you're not it's like Vince Vaughn like uh, and I say that and there's no comedy you are the comic relief in this in this movie um, but I'm talking to Mikey obviously and you you're in the movie as well but you but I was blown away that the acting was so good and I couldn't tell how scripted it was how scripted your scenes were I felt like all the All the scenes with the spook actors, I didn't know if, I didn't know how, like, how scripted those were. Like when you'd roll up to a place or when you'd, um, or you'd start interacting and someone would go, no cameras. I didn't know how, how scripted those were. And the bar scene, the bar scene that freaked me the fuck out. That, by the way, what you did in that, you allowed my brain to go nine different places. And the places it didn't go is in the bathroom. Like, that's not where my brain went. And I went, oh, fuck. So I'm thinking you guys got roofied. Like, I'm literally going through a million different scenarios. So the acting, how scripted was, how scripted were the scenes in in the RV?
2: Well, it was very important. A lot of the RV stuff is, um, it, it was created to make sure we're driving the story the right way. So a lot of that stuff... Is scripted but in a loose way and I think it's a testament especially to to Brandy and Mikey is that we didn't want to let them in on everything um, but we also, they still needed to know where we were going and that's the reason Zach and I even casted ourselves in the first place was to kind of make sure everybody stayed in line we had the story to tell, we had it completely mapped out but for a uh, you know a, a standard type of film script, it was you know shorter than than most because what we would do is we would go from A to D. So by that night, or I know we starting we're starting at A, we got to get to D. So what happens for B and C is up for for improv and for to see what how. Far, we can push some of these guys, these scare actors, and then make sure that we drive our, ourselves back to what our endpoint needed to be for that night to continue the story. Otherwise, we're not going to have a cohesive narrative.
0: So, I, you, and, you and Zach were, were, were di-
2: orchestrating, orchestrating
0: <laughs> it just in the same way that the movie is directed, just in the same way that the movie is made. You're orchestrating almost real life events for Brandy and Mikey.
2: Trying to And I think some of the stuff um, Just kind of spontaneously happened That we were like Oh my god We gotta go We gotta go with this And we're gonna go down that rabbit hole Right And so We wanted to leave that room Because Probably why you're even talking about The acting in general Is that So many of these movies From two minutes in you're fucking out because those are the stiffest five characters you've ever seen you don't want to go on a road trip with them and you just you smell the cue cards a mile away yeah. and, and with that you are taken out of this world that was supposed this ride you're supposed to go on you've already gotten off and so that was our biggest thing was we wanted to make sure hopefully that most people would want to go on the ride with us and then that you felt like fuck this could be their home videos this could be exactly
1: what's happening and a lot of it is real i mean yeah. on purpose i mean that's like bobby said it's like getting to point a to point d you know he would give me lines and bullet points now just one line is like I, you gotta have you have to say this line i don't care how you get there make sure to hold the mic right in front of your mouth only because i fucking have no idea how good this recording is <laughs> um, he would say you know here's a line that you have to say i don't care how you get there or whatever you have to talk with this person until you get to that line but you got to get that response you have to build up to that so it's a whole it's a cool type of acting that I haven't really done where it's, it's improv but it's also it's a scripted improv that's dealing with someone that doesn't have any lines so you're really just feeding these lines and getting there and you're able to film with video a long conversation and you find when you finally get there that's when you're like ah oh, cool I'm there I got what I needed out of that now we move on to the next thing and that helps drive the story each time
2: yeah. That, well real quick with, with with Brandy, especially because she's our lead actress. She was also a, a host in some form. she's doing a lot of the interviews and I had a system where I would touch certain parts of her back to ask certain questions right and to try to to bait some of these guys and I, I thought in the in the long run we were going to have to actually manipulate it a little bit and have these guys kind of give us what I needed. yeah nope. Not even close. Since day one, I had I stop doing that. These guys were eating up the camera and the things that, that came out of their mouths. I, you couldn't write on your best day. I mean, with the the one character who says that uh, you know he's short of um, doing everything but killing somebody, and he's almost to the point where he's going to take a group and gang rape them. I
0: saw I, yeah. I saw that, and I went, I went I went Did I mishear that? Because that seems like something that someone would pop up
1: on a flag. But I like that he kind of. Well, that's. By the way, looks around to see if anybody's listening. Though he's on camera.
0: but But the interesting part about that is, right at the, it's right at the point where the story's building, and you're showing the frat boys going through the spook house, trying to mad dog the spook actors. Right. And 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 when you see that, you're like, you're like, yeah, this does need to go to the next level. Um, I I was blown away
2: by uh by that, and then how? What did you shoot it on? What camera? Yeah. Uh, we shot using probably five different cameras. We had six or seven GoPros running at all time. We had a... Uh, we used a, a, just a Sony hand cam for the, some of the night vision stuff. We used the X3 for majority of the uh, majority of the movie. And we used Black Magic for... Th- that, that was a tough thing because um, you can't light a haunted house, right? Well... Well, you've got to try. Keep, no, keep
0: going. Right. And I'll tell you my experience in a spook house. And I will... And, 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 and I'm dying to know what your insights are. Did
2: you are. ever get to go to
0: one for one of your shows? Like, did you So get, the yeah. first episode of Bird the Conqueror, and by the way, I should have said this. I'm dying to know, do you think Adler and Sharp are going to watch this and go, Motherfucker, we underutilize Mikey Rowe. 100%. I mean, I watched this and I was like, why the fuck? Did anyone give that guy anything to fucking say he should have improved you should have they there should have been no scripting of Feed the Beast Mikey was on Feed the Beast on Travel Channel that was a fantastic show and was a tad bit of I think I think uh camping? massaged yeah, uh, massaged well, past massaged into soreness
1: yeah I mean it was i I kept telling them over and over again I'm like just you hired me for a reason let me be me the no one ever you, you yeah. enjoyed the sizzle that we shot and the pilot for it is because i got to be me and i was good working with people and interacting just going off the cuff and it, it would just work so just let me be me and i got fed so many lines that i couldn't go anywhere they're like you have to say that and they're and they're a little it can't, my first show too yeah so it's like they're kind of pushing on you it's like well this is your you know this is how it works yeah
0: um but yeah i uh I, I don't know what I was about to say in, before that. but Your first,
2: uh, first haunted house. So the yeah. first
0: episode of Bird the Conqueror we did, we used to do webisodes. We did the first episode. was in uh, Sandusky, Ohio. Sandusky, Ohio has the one of the world's greatest spook houses called Ghostly Manor. It's been going on for like 20 some odd years. It's in a roller skating rink. It takes like 30 minutes to get through. It is this guy. It is his passion. Runs year round. And I, I honestly rolled up being like thinking of the, the spook houses you'd see at like the fair you know like that were like they weren't enclosed right uh a couple
2: and mirrors and
0: that's about a couple it. mirrors it's some spaghetti that you think's brains and a, some peeled grapes you think are eyeballs and i <laughs> went through i do i do not think this footage is found is 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 online only because what we had to do is we had to light it but we had to we had to we had to light it but we had to light me and so when i all i was seeing was bright light and and then all you saw was someone jump in a frame and it scared the fuck out of me it scared me so bad i had an anxiety anxiety attack an asthma attack and i held a little girl in front of me like a human shield because i could lift her up (laughs) not even realizing i did it and the network wouldn't put it out because they're like you look like a bad person i held a little girl in front of me and i was like no and i didn't know i was even doing it i I was just so scared it was the most terrifying thing i've ever done in my life two weeks ago rachel ray called and said "Will you do a spook house for charity with me it's a 30 minute long spook house and for every minute we we stay in we'll raise money and i was like i'm in only because I know how fucking terrifying they are. There's That is understated in this movie to someone listening is just absolutely how terrifying they were. And you guys went through how many total?
2: We've probably done 50 total yeah. um, in the oh, past. Yeah. We, we started about four, five years four, ago because that's the thing when you shoot seasonally, too. You can't... We did it. We shot it oh. ourselves. And then... Um, other producer people came on, they wanted to up, you know, there's certain things you can't do on your own and sound is one of them, you know, it gets real expensive and, and that's the whole thing with a haunted house. I need you as the audience member to feel like you're going through that haunt and that's really tough. Like you're saying with lighting, with sound for, for the camera to be your eyes, it's super tough because it's dark. So hopefully we did a good enough job where, I mean, I
1: would have loved to have lit it more, but it just wouldn't have felt real at all you walk through there with a big light on the camera or lighting it on your own it takes away from what these guys but, have worked so hard to create yeah so the images so yeah there's a lot of times in there you can't even see what's going on then something flashes up but that's what it was like to walk through it but in the Brandy scene
0: where you, you see the shirtless dude and the room shakes the, it seems like you you did use lighting to an effect you used lighting to accentuate what you couldn't see
2: and, some of it
0: yes And and, and it was and I felt like the entire movie Anytime you went into a spook house I was looking around a corner And not to lead people to believe That this is a movie (laughs) About four kids Who go through spook houses And then pop out on the other side Right Uh, Add add to the plot a tad bit if you could And because I don't want to fuck it up Because I feel like I, I feel like what I feel like Brandy walked through a hole In the story That opened up a portal To the destiny Correct is that
2: that's a good way to, yeah That's a good way to describe it. I think we wanted to escalate as we go through the movie. And so the first one is going to be a standard innocuous haunted house that's visually fun to look at. But there's not a lot of threat there. There's not, you know, you make it out on the other side. We're going on a ride. But things start to, one, we start to uncover a little more things that are very, very real in this world, and they're called extreme haunts. And what they are is I always equate it to how... We've evolved from 3D, and 3D in some ways has run its course. It's been very popular, very profitable the past five years, but it's not good enough anymore. Now in downtown Los Angeles, they have a 4D theater. What does it do? It sprays on you. You feel it. There's smells. Your chair rocks because 3D wasn't cutting it. I wouldn't mind a 6D porn. Yeah. That, but that's what I always talk about. That that sex and haunts. It's the same kind of thing. Where think about a Playboy was a big deal when we were kids, yeah. right? To find a Playboy that wouldn't that was porn, right? Now. How fucked up are these kids going to be? Because that's not cutting anymore. They're going to dig real deep on the, the the dark side of the internet, and that's what they're going to want.
0: Oh, dude! I you open up that fucking porthole, and everything's fucked. Yeah. Uh, someone introduced me to the Pulse as a new sex toy for men, and I was like, oh, interesting. So I googled sex toys, and then I was and it was like all these. There's like a urethral vibrator, and I went, huh? Uh, it's two things. Now that I know that exists, I kind of want to try it, but then, <laughs> but then. <laughs> secondly i 'm like i'll oh, net that i didn 't need to know that existed like that that That's that insane. was but anyway but uh, but so these 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 what do they call the extreme the haunts extreme haunts you show a video of it and it 's like it 's a girl mm-hmm. tied up with a bag over her head yeah. and she looks like she 's going to be murdered, and that is the theory of these extreme haunts is you actually feel like you 're going to be murdered or you 're not far, getting your
1: money worth. How far will you let yourself go to be scared? You sit there and go through one of these haunted houses. And walk out and be like, oh, that was whatever. But okay, so what is the next step for you? And that's what these places, which are out there, keep pushing the limits. I mean, we've been to, we've been to some places that are fucked
2: up. We did a Southern Haunt press tour for the movie the past like two and a half weeks. So we went in the RV again. And Shut we up. started, yeah, we started in LA. We're time in this RV. Phoenix, <laughs> Albuquerque, Las Cruces, El Paso. Awesome. We ended up at the Telluride Horror Show. And so we, we did the RV and it was, it was kind of fun for us because it was less stress, right? Cameras aren't rolling. We're just kind of enjoying it, going to talk to scare actors, the haunts. But we end up at this place out in the outskirts of Albuquerque where we've been told it was an extreme haunt. We get there, we all get separated. Um, Bags get pulled over our heads. I get a shotgun pulled on me. And so you're feeling that metal against your side, two barrels. And I'm literally thinking as much research as we've done, it's, it's, what you start What starts going through your head Is did we walk into the wrong Fucking place Fucking
1: shit Yeah so And they know who we were Because of the movie So how yeah, far they Yeah so they, they started upping it Because we our, were the cast like, Oh well these guys can handle it Yeah uh-huh, I mean I can
2: handle so much Well I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting screamed at, thrown against the wall. I get locked in a small wooden box. You hear the big padlock go, boom. They start throwing me against the wall and down a hallway, right? Stuff's getting sprayed on me. And I'm like, okay, I don't know how far this is going to go. I finally get out of the box. And then about 15 minutes later, I find him, I find Mikey in a black tunnel. Well, before that, though... My- well well, I'll tell him, okay. Well, You can tell that side So I find him He's all distraught Doesn't know which way is up And I kind of pull him out of there I was like this is how we get out We get out Then they separate us again And then so I finally get out And I see Zach He's in the outside And we both kind of have the same story And Mike's like What the fuck are you guys talking about That didn't happen to me And you tell him what Yeah my,
1: my experience Pull the mic close to your mouth dying was, to hear this My experience was totally different I mean than what they went through Mine I was blindfolded and they're screwing with me. I mean, they're putting me up against... Wait, like, Walk me to the beginning. Start me at the beginning. I walk, walk right in, and they throw you down on your knees and blindfold you and uh, tell you to sit there. And then they, they start harassing you. They'll they'll say whatever they want. They'll get vulgar with you, doing whatever. They push my face up against another guy's crotch. Like, you're going to do that. You're going to suck that cock. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> And, uh, and, my, so I'm sucking the guy's cock, yeah, right? So, okay, like, so I'm sucking uh, and then we moved on. Um, <laughs> no, guy comes, guy comes. No, no, guy no comes. he was sucking my dick. Me gay, right? Uh, so we, um, I get taken a different way. I'm separated from them, and I go walking down this hallway. They're pushing me like, go, dude, go. And, they, and I'm walking, and all of a sudden I step, and I fall 10 feet. It's the most terrifying thing I've ever, that's ever, ever happened to me in a haunted house because three feet is one thing. You're like, yeah. What the fuck just happened?
0: Hold the mic this way. Hold the mic so that you're talking directly into a mic. use
1: two hands? Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Hold it with your hands because you're talking to me. Three feet um, is one thing. But with yeah. 10 feet, that's, you get that feeling, that pit in your stomach where this isn't going to end. And I just fell off a cliff. And I ended up, I fell on an air mattress. But I'm just sitting there walking blindfolded. And I take the leap of faith of nothing and it's gone. And I fall 10 feet. And I laid on the ground like, what the fuck just happened? Where am I like I don't know and then someone gets up and They take your blindfold off They're like get down the hallway fucker And like push you down the hallway and you're like So they started me off with complete Terror I mean my heart is racing So then the things that may not have been As scary if they would have started with those Like people jumping out are absolutely Terrifying because your heart is already racing and the anxiety level is at the roof from the very first three minutes of the haunt.
2: Without sight, too. I always, I, the second he told me that story, I always think of the the scene in Van Wilder when they blindfold them and push them on the Doritos. Movie
1: is based off of Bert. I haven't seen that movie. Uh, yeah, I bet you've never seen that movie. <laughs> I've never seen that movie.
0: I Swear really? to
2: God. Swear to God. <laughs> I've never seen that movie. They they push they push them onto Doritos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and they yeah, think uh, it's glass. Yeah. But like that's the only thing that comes comes to mind oh, when yeah. he said that. And well, they, it,
0: they did that test when we were pledges. They'd stand you on a on a 6 inch curb and tell you to jump off a cliff. Right. And and people break their ankles cuz you you weren't ready for it. Yeah, right. yeah, I mean, yeah.
2: when you can't see, you think you're falling 50. Let me rephrase
0: feet. that. That did not happen to us. I heard that happen to guys. God damn it. Why the fucks wrong with me? I was like that happened to us. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That did not happen to us. But it did you did there were things where like that where they it was the blindfold and you didn't know how far you were you were going. That is uh that, I, I, that would drive me nuts if they, if I, they pushed me off a 10-foot fucking thing under an air mattress. I'd be like, I just blew out my knee, you motherfucker. Yeah,
1: right. But that, and that's the thing with the physical ones like that is you don't – they say on there, this is an R-rated house. You will be touched. You will be grabbed. Be prepared or don't come in.
2: And they're sly about it too. There's a, there's a part after all this takes place. And then all of a sudden you're in a doctor's office and they're like, come in. The doctor's going to see you now. Like one of those, you know, spook house things. Right. But they're like, sign in. I think we all signed releases right there, but I don't know. But I think it was a really smart way to do it. They're like, sign, sign, sign in to see, sign to see the doctor. And so they're yelling at you. You're like, yeah, okay. And they, I think it's releases. Oh,
0: shit. Yeah. That's fucking smart as yep. fuck. Yeah. Yep. So these were these were ones you did on the press tour, correct? Was that the scariest?
2: Um, the when when there was gunplay, that it got weird, right? Like, there's a lot of things you can you can kind of go with the flow. Um, but I think a lot of it is when you just when you're not. In the city, you're not a Universal Horror Nights. You're not a Not Scary Farm. You're at a place where, and like you kind of seen in the movie, they don't do background checks. You don't know what's going to happen. Yet we're the type of society we've been taught our whole life. A cop knocks on the door, say, "Show me your badge," and then you let him in, right? Like you've heard that. Yet we're also the society that somebody pulls up and says, "Get in my trunk and pay me seventy five bucks." It's Halloween. You fucking do it, and that's the dumbest thing in the world. But we all do it. I'd do it again.
1: Yeah, Yeah. with the kidnapping haunts and things like that. I mean, those those exist out there. Yeah. Um, But I mean, every we went to so many different haunts. It's hard to say which one was the absolute best because every haunt, every haunt had something cool. You know, whether it was just one that at the end you're kind of like that kind of sucked, but that one thing was really cool that we hadn't seen before. There's all and and everybody's always being creative and pushing the limits. I mean, I went to one. That again, it started the same way where they in like they invoke so much fear on you at the beginning that anything works for you the rest of the haunt. I got walked in. um, You can only go one by one. They shove you down in a chair, zip tie your hands back, put a gag in my mouth, and a bag over my head. And you have to be twenty one to go through. So they 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 check your ID so they know. Shot of whiskey first. They give you yeah, get a shot of whiskey if you want to drink just to calm your nerves, um, which I did. (laughs) And um, I bet you did. Uh, and then, uh, so they know your name, which that is terrifying. If you don't realize that you forget that they know your name. So they sit me down in a chair, I'm zip tied, gagged and bound and bag over my head. And they sit me there for like three whole minutes and you're sitting there like, okay, one minute is a really long time. Three minutes. You start thinking about, What the fuck did I... What am I doing? Why am I... This is ridiculous. Why am I doing this? What am I searching for? And then... Or two minutes you get that and then three it's like I walked into the wrong thing. This is not a good idea. And you feel like a blade up against your neck. And they're like, Mikey, you're gonna fucking die. Your friends are already dead. And you're just like... Whoa, 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 whoa. What, what the you? fuck am I doing? What are you doing? And then this the guy is... the guy walks out, and then another guy comes in in plain clothes, looks just like any of you two. Comes in, rips the bag off your head and the mag undoes your zip tie. He's like, dude, we gotta get the fuck out of here. We've gotta go. This is not fucking what you think it is. We gotta get the fuck out. And you're like Shut. and I start I start shaking. I'm like, what do you mean this isn't it? And he's like, dude, they just fucking cut my friend's head off. I just saw it and he's like shaking and trembling, and he's like, We gotta go. And he runs you down the hallway, then he gets tackled. And he's gone, he's out of the picture. And you're like, fuck dude you're like where's my little leprechaun my safe guy where is this guy taking me (laughs) and he's gone and then you start walking down the hallway and the haunt kind of begins
2: well the smartest part too is with the guy that comes into that room let's say he's wearing a very distinct striped shirt and you saw him in line with you they plant moles right so you know that that guy was waiting with you so he's real right they have guys go sit out there for 30 minutes that are part of the haunt that act like civilians and they sit there with a with a shirt that you can't forget, right? So when he comes in, you're like, oh, fuck yeah, you're the guy in the line. Like, like Gordon let's go. Gartrell. Yep.
0: <laughs> Did you remember Gordon it, Gartrell? No, I've no. From opinion. the Cosby show, the show the shirt Theo wanted to wear, and then Denise made him one, and it looks ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very specific. Sorry. That's a great That's reference. That's a solid reference. I'm going to look it up. Gordon Gartrell. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, <laughs> Which, by the way, it takes all the scariestness. <laughs> you just picture a Gordon... you got to Google. i got to show you what a Gordon Gartrell looks like. <laughs> Just fa- no, because
2: in- forever that story, we ever tell it, that guy's going to run in with that shirt. <laughs>
0: type in Gordon Gartrell. Um, <laughs> so wait, so, I mean, you're talking about spook houses that you're, you're talking about. Let's put it in perspective of this way, which probably is my expertise, is thrills. So, like, mm-hmm. I, did, um, I did a rope switch so that's the that's the Gordon Gartrell, <laughs> do you remember that I remember episode this episode for sure <laughs>
1: no, but wow, it was like when we were wearing Z Cavaricis yeah and and had a, like a thousand buttons. He spent a
0: hundred dollars right? for a Gordon Gartrell, and Denise said he could make one for fifteen, nice. but the arm didn't <laughs> have a hold of it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great episode uh, um, so um so we've done uh. I, I would probably say my expertise is in, th- in thrill-seeking, I guess. I don't know how the fuck I showed up on that, but... Uh and, and a roller coaster is extremely safe. That is the average spook house is a uh, top thrill dragster. You take off at 120 miles an hour, you go up 420 feet, and it's over in 13
2: seconds. True, but every now and then somebody does die. Eh, but, but I'm saying there's but that
0: .01%. It. Same, you know, It's like they have Manning a hot, high blood pressure. Same people die in spook houses that die on roller coasters. Yep. Now... What you guys are talking about is like what I did the other day, which is the Corona Arch Swing, where the Corona Arch, I'm sure you've seen it, it's viral online, it's called uh, World's Most Epic Rope Swing, and it's an arch where they've simply harnessed in, just like climbers, onto one side of the arch the rope goes up under the arch and then you are harnessed into the other side of the arch and then you run and jump off the arch and swing through the arch like five feet from the ground oh. and swing up over the arch and then back down So, and when when I did that I went okay this isn't I didn't sign any fucking waivers I didn't I had to rock climb to get myself up to it
1: oh this is one where you jump off like it's like looks like you're at the Grand Canyon kind of right here 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 here, here. just
0: put it I'm to, I'm
1: only, only so that you get my reference.
2: And by Corona, do you mean here, in Corona, California? No. Uh,
1: I think you've seen this on in viral Utah. Stuff, so. You've yeah. definitely seen Where this. I just leaps out, and you have to jump out, so you swing around, right?
0: My buddy, um, we're trying to buy a Jeep. All you have to type in is "epic rope swing." My buddy Creighton. Uh, oh my god! So this is what I'm talking about. And this is what I feel like you guys are talking about. And when I did this, it just didn't have, there was no safety involved. Like, when you're out there, you're actually on top of a mountain. You're on top of a, on top of a, a, you harness in, and you jump off. Do
1: you have to hold your rope till then let it out?
0: Uh, No, you just jump as far as you can. Oh, my God. So, we did that the other day. But when I did that, I went, okay, so that is not, there's no safety in here. Like, there is safety, and this guy, Creighton, that put it together, Creighton Baird, I have him on my podcast, uh, I'll post that very shortly, but um, when you did it, you were like, oh, this is real thrills. This is like, get done, kiss the ground, and thank God, it's not skydiving, It's this is real, legit, like a dude died doing that. And when you do it, you know, you know you're charging it pretty hard. You guys are talking about that. Like you're talking about something that I don't
1: think anyone knew existed. A, a, lot, of people, a lot of people don't. Um, there's a lot of ones that are coming out now that are really pushing the limits too. And everybody's asking, you know, why, why do people search this out? Why do you think people like to be scared? Well, after doing all of this research and everything on um, haunted houses and being scared and whatever – Your brain releases the exact same chemical and endorphins of you being scared as you having sex. So funny. I I don't like
0: being scared. Like You like sex. I like sex a lot. (laughs) But, like, I don't like being scared. Like, when just the smallest scene in your movies, in your movie, would freak me the fuck out. Like the bunny rabbit. (laughs) I fucking... I... I I lost it I lost it And I When I saw it I stopped I was like That's where I stop And I'll start the interview there I'll I'll say I left off there But then I was like I gotta see what happens And then I click it And I keep going And just I mean just the smallest It's amazing The smallest little Who played the bunny rabbit?
2: Just a real scare actor
0: Are you serious? Yeah Some fucking That guy
2: Big dude too
0: Okay now Okay now Let's get to the scene Let's get to the scene where you guys – I'm a bad interviewer, everybody. Bear with me. Let's go back to the th- to the plot so we can get me to the scene that I'm dying to talk about. Okay. Um, so in the plot, there is a moment, a pivotal moment, I'd say the end of act one, where you guys are at maybe your second spook house. You've, you've met some really freaky fucking people. Uh, Brandy possibly has gone through a wrong door, mm-hmm. which I feel like. And Mikey decides to be Mikey, which, by the way, is a very – by the way, none of this I feel like is is acted at this moment because I hear you saying to him, "Just do Mike, like be be yourself, do Mikey shit," and then you're like, "I'm a Halloween god." On top <laughs> of everything, and he pisses a dude off, and that I think is the end of Act One. Correct? Correct. Yeah. And and because of that, everything starts spiraling out of control. Right. We
2: put things in motion, and um, I think we. We're poking the bear a little bit with trying to find these uh, extreme haunts because a lot of them don't have websites. They really don't. They're they they kind of like how – you know how the big food trucks are the ones that are like really popular just tweet an intersection and they'll be there for 30 minutes and you, you better get there or you never get to taste it, right? Yeah. Some of these haunts are taking that mentality and you better find them. And well they're we always joke they're going to places where cops couldn't get there if they tried, right, like if you really had an issue um so that's kind of what we do and, and when Mike starts kind of messing with uh let's say some of the back country folk well you're the one that says it yeah
0: you're the one that says it when you said it i saw the look on your face and i went oh they're definitely
2: brothers (laughs) well because that's the thing it's like we y'all found my fire
0: oh oh shit i couldn't tell if that guy was black or white or just scary he was covered in like something y'all enjoying my fire yeah Yeah, that's it that's it y'all enjoying my fire
2: it it, it is the it's the it's unsettling i think more than anything because we didn't we didn't want to rely on on gore and blood it's more about tension and suspense and and just uncomfortable situations and trying to get people on the edge of their seat and hopefully that's done because the crutch would be to roll heads down the hallway right like that's the that's the easier way to do it and we've seen that before so hopefully this is just more along the lines of of It's Halloween fun, but also
1: very, very much so Halloween realness and it's out there. It's very real. And that's the the I, I, I think you nailed it though at the very beginning when you started talking here about how you were just how there's some fucked up people out there and they're just it's twisted in the shit they do to kids or whatever, it's out there with you know the quote that the movie opens with.
0: Yep. Uh, it's a it's, great
2: quote. Yeah, it says, uh, I'm not afraid of vampires, werewolves, or haunted houses. I'm just afraid what human beings do to other human beings.
0: And that is where this story rests. Because ultimately, you are exploring a culture where you do say, hey, guys, I know it's Halloween, and I know this is the scariest night, and I want you to do things to me that I'm willing to let you do, and I want to see how far you'll take it, and let's see where it goes. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 that is and and what is the scariest about that is it's real and what's even scarier about it is that you have real characters in real scenarios dealing with real people telling a story that is inherently real and and you have a moment like you do and 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 to tease the story i would venture to say and i don't know is it that first group that that Here's the thing that I that I kept thinking in the back of my head that I don't know if you said, but I know that is part of the story, is uh, imagine if you cyber-taunted a real sociopath. And that is kind of, the story has a hint of that. Because you guys are on using the internet very much. You're on Facebook in this movie, and you're looking for these things, and there are chat rooms, and... All these people that are involved with in that are there and they take this very seriously. And you are I mean, Mikey's getting drunk before going into one. And right. you know, and you guys smoke pot before going into another with was he really high in that scene? Because he plays high fucking amazing. <laughs> he plays high amazing.
2: He did a really good job in that scene. I'll leave it at that.
0: <laughs> I was like, motherfucker, those are real tears. Yeah. <laughs> but uh but that was it was so
1: I was
2: not. it was so scary in that essence. Well, I think what to touch on what you're saying is that and, – and I don't get it and I don't know why people feel the constant need to check into places or have their location for everything because we're becoming so accessible as a society. Like Even if you're some A-list actor down to – if you sit there and tweet, I'm here right now. People are gonna fucking come, yeah. And 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 I think we hope, play with that a little bit on being on the internet, whether it's using your Instagram or whatever. People, it's gonna show your location a lot of the times if you choose that option, right? Pops on there. These people could very easily follow us. They could yeah. very easily find us. And I've never I've never understood that at all. The last thing in the world I'll ever do is check into a place. Huh. Has nothing to do with anything but the fact that. My wife doesn't need to know I'm at the bar.
0: <laughs> I gotten so neurotic, I wouldn't let my altimeter fi- use my current location, yeah. which
2: kind of renders an altimeter useless. Yep. <laughs>
0: so, but um uh the scene, okay, now let's let's talk about scenes. Uh the scene with you and the chick in the in, a, in the Winnebago.
1: Oh, the the scare the ghoul? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well yeah, well my character <laughs> my character's whole, you know, time the whole, throughout the movie is more not as interested in what we're doing as more as it is i'm along i want to be along for the ride to you know bang chicks and you know just drink and have a good time i don't really care what my, my brother's into this um whatever he brought me along yeah um so yeah that one um that was more t- just to perpetuate my character um that w- i was supposed to be interviewing her and but then they pulled me aside obviously and they're like yeah pull out the creep ball let's go Yeah. So you know, so that was that was me just being, you know, who I'm supposed to be there and just Yeah, who he's supposed
2: to be. He wanted to fuck a girl in a mask. That's what he wanted to do. Well, she did have cool and treating makeup on. I think it gotta be
1: hot, something a little different.
0: Yeah, you yeah. You gotta switch it up. But the best line in that, which I know is not she was a real person, right? Yes. Yes. The best line in that, which is so fucking I mean, and I, I don't wanna I don't wanna hold your hand through this movie. I I want you to see this movie and and get as far as you can get that's all I can tell you because I, I and, and if you love scary movies then maybe there's a different vibe for you but if you're like me and you and I, I, I literally was white knuckling it through it uh, but the best line in that is do you ever hook up with any of the guys in the outfits and she goes i would be like kissing my brothers and that gave an energy to the next scene that you couldn't have known was coming I, I can't imagine but it I it just made everything so fucking tasty and where you went Oh, fuck. No wonder this is happening. How many times do people really tell you to turn the cameras off?
2: Oh, it happened a lot. They, they don't allow filming in most of these haunts. Some of the owners, um, th- they knew what we were doing. It's a commercial for them, to be honest. No matter how you know, far we dig... You know, it's still, it's what people sign up for. We interviewed a girl that said, what if a, well, you saw the one interview, the guy said he spent his community service in a haunted house because the judge appointed it because it was for a charity thinking that, so let's give the felon a a rubber knife to wield. And, you know, and so it's one of those places where they didn't, some of them were open on to it. Some people were like, shut it down now. And they wouldn't allow it. Um. But back real quick to Mike's scene. How long does Mike hold his hand on her face? I couldn't help I it in know. the edit. I was like, I should cut him out early, just not make him look so creepy. But God damn it, he, he holds it on I his know. A good yeah. five, six seconds where it turns. My favorite line really is really weird.
0: My favorite line is, oh, yeah, you are flexible. Oh, you have tattoos. Yeah. That is the first fucking. I was like, I was like, you're not acting at all right now. <laughs> that is this is this is someone just pulled a veil back and forgot cameras were on. <laughs>
2: Stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, she contorts too, and I hate it. The GoPro was set up too high where she decided she's like, oh, I can contort my body. And she does it on the ground, and we're kind of right above her, yeah, seeing like her an do an it. And she, yeah, she's weird. like crab walking type of thing. It's so strange, but unfortunately, the GoPro, because you couldn't touch it. I couldn't, I, you can't maneuver a GoPro from the outside of the RV looking in. <laughs>
0: so, So now, as you went through and you worked with these actors, did you. Or these these there are actors. They have to be actors. I I mean, I'm sure in real life they do something very real. But in these moments when they put on that makeup, they are genuinely terrifying
2: human beings. Method is method as can be. I mean, and a lot of them, the occupation thing. What's really crazy is you can go from homeless people that work in there to we met a guy special forces a nurse, a dentist. Can you imagine your dentist knowing what he moonlights as? Oh,
0: I'm not going to let him put his fingers in my mouth yeah, anymore. Yeah, exactly.
2: I mean, and so there are people with very respectable, cool jobs, and then they this was their passion. And make no mistake, I know we're saying kind of the negative side of the haunt world, but 80% of these guys are professionals. They're really good at what they do. Businessmen are savvy as hell, and it's just more the 20% of bad seeds. But like any occupation has... Bad, bad people, bad seeds. Whatever. Yeah. It just is a lot easier to exploit when they're wearing a latex mask, so know, a clown mask or a
1: Ravens
0: jersey. So back to, <laughs> so back to the back to the bar scene. Yeah. Uh, do you, uh, what? How, how do you how do you make
2: that scene? It's tw- it was kind of a Twin Peaks approach, kind of one of those where. I always remember the the midget dancing in Twin Peaks. And and it's like this weird thing in the back of my head where I was too young to really watch that show and remember it. But I remember those weird dream sequences. But but there are there's these scare actor bars, these places where they go after work. Some of them don't take their costumes off. So we kind of wanted to show that it's just happy hour for them. But to everybody else, your mind kind of gets racing on... How long do you wear this? Do you do you keep going home with this? Do you keep do you go home, bang your wife and your and your full clown get up? Maybe.
0: Yeah. yeah. And and where those where did you find where those people you found on the road? Were they Yeah,
2: that was um that was in I think we were in Louisiana. we were in Louisiana, kind of bayou. Land. That guy
0: you asked for Mr. Giggle's is he should be a fucking working actor. Yes. That guy is very talented. Yeah. He literally I and there I, there's no keechiness to it There's right. no Cheesiness he, They're very good actors Yeah And, and now granted I, I, You don't see much Of the people who the, Their bathroom scene You don't see much Of the people They don't see much Of their faces But it's Everything's so fucking real That I just went Are you shitting me Yeah Like it's Set It's
1: lit It's mic'd It's It's legit But It's real like, what you you 're nailing it completely on the head of what we tried to do, I mean yeah, the, no, I appreciate you saying that because we did some we didn 't set out to be the scariest movie of the year, you know what I mean, we set out to be something new and fresh and real and terrifying, yes, but if people want to like hold it up to something that you know that they wanted to go see the exact horror movie that, that they have in their head, we're so tired of that same shit, so it 's so nice well, there 's no watch. special effects there 's I'm going to say, arguably, besides
0: the rental of an RV, there's not much budget. It's, it's However, what is on the screen is a $20 million movie. I mean, what's on the screen to recreate, to make, is a $20 million movie.
2: And that's a fair assessment on the sets, because that's probably pretty close. If you combine all the haunts together on what they probably spent...
1: It's not. It's not far fetched. Hiring all the extras, paying food for the extras every day. You know what I mean? Just yeah. And everybody was our, was there location
0: scouts. Location. I mean, no. You know, they'd fuck it up. They'd never find the locations you found. Right. You know, even even just like the littlest things. The littlest uh details in certain scenes that would have been produced differently had it not been shot by you guys would have then lost the reality of the moment and the reality is what scared you right the reality is like is like when the little girl shows up in the street and you guys are waiting but there's also like a honda civic off to the side and in a weird way i'm like what's the story on the because your mind is allowed to tell stories um but uh but, yeah, I don't – I've got to – what I've got to do at some point is turn off the mics and tell you – and have you guys tell me how this movie ends because I cannot. What I did was I would skip through it. I got to a point point I was like, I'm just going to skip through and see if I can find some non-scary parts and watch that and then try to piece together what happened.
2: But it was impossible. Did was you imposs- skip through the zombie strip club? No, I did not.
1: <laughs> By the way, that was so rewarding.
0: By the way, first of all, uh, zombie apocalypse –
2: Hayride, uh, hey oh yeah, this
1: looks fucking amazing. Amazing, and it, a lot of places are doing that now.
2: It was so fun that we literally we were pressed for time. We did it, and the whole crew was so. Everyone was so excited. We ran through it again for everybody in the crew, and we just flipped and let everybody experience it because it's something you want you play war your entire life you shot me no you didn't now we get to play basically real life walking dead fuck
0: yeah and, and it what's what's beautiful about a movie like this is whatever is in the reality of the moment you feel as the viewer is sometimes scripted right. so like like there's moments where you're like hold on they wouldn't be talking about that if it didn't mean something right. but then you're like oh that's just reality that's how life works zombie we did uh we did um uh, first episode two of of Burt the Conqueror, oddly enough, we did uh, zombie eradication in the woods, but with uh, soft air pellet
2: guns. Oh, okay.
0: Nice. And so you'd go in, it would be a team of six, and you'd go in, and they'd have 500 zombies, and you'd try to get to a safe zone. Did
2: you guys set that up, or that happens? That's what
0: they do up in the woods. Oh, that's really it's cool. It's like once... No, I want to say it's every weekend. And, and these kids... <laughs> Uh, it's out, just outside Madison. I wish I knew the name of it. That's awesome. But it was really cool. It was with air pellet guns, and you go in, a team of like six, when you've got to go in and eradicate the zombies, you've got to shoot them three times in order for them to be dead. And uh, and you've got to go in and get a zone and then lock down the zone. It was really cool. fucking fun. It was. It's LARPing. It's live action role playing. Okay. Um, and everyone thinks LARPing's nerdy, but it's not. Yeah. It was really fun, and I played with a couple of Marines. We're on my team, and these. Let me tell you something. Yeah. It got very fucking real. Right. I fogged up my goggles because I was so freaked out, and I couldn't see through my goggles, so I couldn't see zombies. <laughs> but it was like I, I took it so serious. Like I wouldn't let them shoot the show. Right. So I was like, "Fuck you, man. We're fighting zombies."
2: That, but in that movie, in your movie, that looked. So badass, I want to do it. Well, I think, too, showing that, we were also trying to kind of show the audience that it's not always about the scariest haunted house. It's being Halloween, right? Just in, in the spirit of Halloween, just go have a fun, good time, a creative time. And that's why we were trying to find things that weren't just dark labyrinths or, you know what I mean, a house in the middle of the country or a corn maze. Use the ones where you know the the paintball or a strip club that was zombie zombie strip
0: club yeah. was, and that was at the point where I was like this brandy chick better get fucking naked I was like I was like this is a horror movie I hope these motherfuckers know the genre I better see tits really quick and then they were like Mikey this is right up your alley and I was like in my head I was like zombie bar and then and then they were like no it's a zombie strip club and I was like oh fuck yeah <laughs> I was like, "Nice montage, gentlemen."
2: Yeah. Need that little break in between. <laughs> except I kept.
0: Except the movie is so intense that I kept waiting to see that little girl,
2: like <laughs> come on stage. That was sh- God. We should have done that. Just have I, porcelain I walk I on, stage. on stage. I, 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 yeah. I don't
1: want to. I don't. I don't want to. You can't, spoil it. You're not allowed to ask certain things. I there are like, certain things. Wanna, you want to ask. A couple things here. And there. Uh, there are a few things that I want to ask. It's that I want to ask people what they think afterwards. What is real? What is fabricated? And those questions you get to ask when the mics turn off. Yeah, and then people you listening on this if you you know follow us on Twitter or whatever you want to ask us you know we'll answer some questions here and there.
0: Yeah. So is the movie where
2: where where can you get the movie right now? So the movie's been in theaters for. Uh for about two three weeks in, in october now they're making a big push so if you have direct tv itunes voodoo you know i it, got it on it, itunes yeah, i downloaded
0: it, it last night yeah and i was like uh, mike he's like oh turn the lights down low turn the uh, la- music up high i was like fuck that the last time i did that was with donnie darko and i was in new york and i had the fucking laptop on my or the little what you call on thing dvd player on my stomach and i had my headsets on and i'm watching donnie darko that and rabbit. just and, and all of a sudden the rabbit comes up and knocks on the on the mirror and i'm like watching and all of a sudden my roommate valerie grabbed my foot to see like to go hey you're keeping us up but the lights were out and i screamed fuck i was like motherfucker she was like oh my god sorry so i was like no mike you i'll watch it in the morning when my kids <laughs> right after i dropped my kids off to school
2: <laughs> well hopefully too it's it, what's nice about being able to have it at home now where you know you can, you can order it basically any anywhere you have a provider. Anyway, You can watch it, and then it's one of the rare movies, I think, that you can go out and experience exactly what we did at like your local haunted house. Go live that it is, out the same way. That is the way.
0: beauty of this, and I wish I had said that earlier, is that the coolest thing about that is exactly what you said, is this is a movie you can watch and then go do. I mean, yeah, yeah. you name that place where they take you in the gun. You, you, that wasn't special treatment. That's no. what they fucking do. Yeah,
2: right. and that was important to us. We we chironed all the all the real haunts, and there's a list of them in the credits because we want you to go. I mean, those guys were awesome to us, open armed, and you're going to meet a lot of the characters if you want to that we do along the way. They work at those haunts, so you'll be able to see them. I mean, you know, we got a couple days left before Halloween, and most of them actually run through the first week in November, but.
0: Yeah, it's it is. I'm posting this right like today. Um, It is. uh, It is. uh, It's look, if you're a single group of friends, this is what you do tomorrow. Fuck a Halloween party you would dress like about horror and fucking walk around in a, in a smart, smarmy costume where you're like, don't you get it? I'm ISIS. And everyone's like, mm, nice, very funny, very funny. No one gets laid on Halloween. Go and fa- scare the fuck out of yourself. Celebrate Halloween the right way and scare the living fuck out of yourself. Now, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hit pause. I'm going to ask a bunch of questions that I have to know the answers to. And then we're going to continue, okay? And let's hope this fucking works. This is probably horrible.
2: I've heard that pause trick before. Yeah. Paul. All
0: right. I just asked them how the movie ended, and they won't tell me. So now they want me to watch the last 20 minutes with them, which I'm not a big fan of. Uh, so what we're going to do... Let me type in my password. Herpesboy72. <laughs> and let's go to... Oh, that. One. Now we're FaceTiming with my children. Uh, iTunes... Resume playing okay. all right. We have We have 25 minutes in the movie left, which is probably 20 minutes in the movie, right? It's like five minutes of credits. Here, listen, listen.
1: a and just
0: Oh, I can't even tell you that much. I don't want you to know. All right, I'm going to hit pause while we watch this, and I'm going to come back on when things happen that you need to know about, okay. Good luck going to a spook house, everybody. Fucking shit. I could not have sat through that. I could not have sat through that without you guys being in the room.
2: That's nice of you to say.
0: Uh, oh, I don't know how to... I don't... I. I I'll tell you one thing there's a spook house on the street my daughters are not going in it this fucking week (laughs) because now all I think is that some fucking I mean I I I I I can't I I can't I can't talk more about the movie without spoiling it for anyone but the fucking the subtleties of it are what makes it and the fact that you can see people not acting in moments that are possibly the pinnacle of the movie uh god damn it that's a fucking head fuck that's like uh you know what that's like is um like uh any of the movies where you realize oh yeah that's that's real like norman bates right yeah that's right Ma- dudes do live with their mom and are crazy as fuck right. you know ed ed gein that's right, they do make suits out of people. Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. That character was so fucking real, you were like... I mean, it's... Because Jeffrey is Ed
2: Gein.
1: Yeah, like, that's who he is. Yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer, Ed Gein. Uh, what's his name that you used to... Who's the guy who dressed up? He was a clown for kids' birthdays. Um, uh, oh... John Wayne Gacy? John Wayne yeah, Gacy. John Wayne Gacy. He was a clown for kids' birthdays. One of the scariest things in the world is John Wayne
0: Gacy. Um, did you ever see the movie about him how he kills people? Was it was he the good-looking guy that went to no. sorority houses or no. is that No, that's that's Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. Oh, okay. Ted Bundy went to Florida State. That's where I was to All school All right
2: that so, Fellow alumni, alumni.
0: Uh, Yeah Coyote oh. <laughs> house is where he <laughs> killed people Jesus. And then people In Tallahassee In Tallahassee Went broke he into the Coyote like house, in house Killed Killed a bunch of girls Killed some uh, nurses He was a fucking So I mean obviously What am I jeans, Breaking right, new ground He
1: broke out of jail, <laughs> out of jail, <laughs> out of jail like He was
0: twice. not a new good guy I mean I'm <laughs> telling you um, it, it is uh, It's fucking It's The reality of it John Wayne Gacy would go Had a pair of trick handcuffs and he'd go here, handcuff me. So he'd do it to like boys, oh my and then he'd handcuff. They'd handcuff him, and he'd get out. They go, "How did you do that?" And he goes, "I'll show you to do it." Turn around, and then he would put real handcuffs on him and fucking kill him. Wow. I mean, fucking. I the idea that there could be. I don't want to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna leave it at that. I don't want to talk too much more about the movie because now I'm gonna fuck it up for people. But the movie is the house is October built. Okay. It is fucking
2: amazing what was the process of selling it like well we actually we all went out and shot the version by ourselves and we wanted to because how close is it to that what I just watched um it's close it's just more the upped crisp cleaner sound version it's it's same premise um but it was very important to us because a lot of execs and a lot of people we talked to, they just didn't understand how big this haunt world was, is.
0: I don't think I did. In, I, right. I don't think I did. I thought maybe some of
2: it was produced. And then I looked right. at it
0: and I was like, that's impossible.
2: Yeah. There's no way they produced all this. No, you're... I mean, real people. Well, yeah. Most people, they see the commercials for, let's say, the Six Flags version. Or like we said, Knotts, Universal. Yeah. Those are the big commercial ones. That's what ones. people think. Yeah. They're Dude, a lot of fun. But when you I was go,
0: on Birth of the Conqueror, we were in... Uh, I want to say we were in... Uh, <laughs> we, i don't know I'm, I don't, this shouldn't make me laugh but uh we were we were in uh i don't know it made me laugh harder then. but uh we were in um massachusetts at that at that six flags and it was spooktacular or whatever it was during halloween and um we're trying our hardest not to shoot so that you can see any of the halloween decorations but in, i mean you couldn't help it Because kids are dressed up And they're hiding in the bushes And then you'd walk by And they'd come out with a chainsaw Or
2: the knee pad The metal knee pad
0: Yeah And, and it would and it would scare the fuck out of you And I remember one time We're walking We're trying to do a read And we're shooting And, and as I'm doing it And, and there these two uh, black kids Walking like with us Staring at me Trying to figure out What we're shooting And a guy comes out With a chainsaw And these two black kids Beat the fuck out of him No way And, and they fucking Security came over and the black kids were very honest, like, hey, you scared the shit out of me. What am I supposed to do? I got scared. And the kid was like, I work here. And, and all you could see was Bobby Kelly a long time ago had a joke about going through a spook house and punching a kid. And the guy was like, I'm an actor. But this kid was like, I work here. You can't beat me up. And they beat the fuck out of this kid. And I laughed so hard. And But – uh. But I want to keep. I want to keep playing without volume. But because one of the coolest things is that you guys highlight the places that you went, the locations that you went, right? And that's the. I mean, so so you go and they and they just kind of were like, like in typical Hollywood fashion, they're thinking about lunch as opposed to listening to what you're saying, and they're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Spook. I know what Spook House is. They have it at Universal. We work at Universal. Right. I took my kids our last year.
2: Right. And, well, the, the biggest thing, too, is you get in some of these meetings, they're like, well, what, is it, what movie is it like? Well, if it was like another movie, I don't want to fucking do it. Yeah. Right? So the, the thing is, like, you hadn't really seen it on screen. Um, the closest thing you can get is some, some, some of the carnival stuff, right? The carny stuff. But, but other than that, there's nothing that, that highlights, one, how hard these guys fucking work, how awesome their stuff is. You know, really, really, it, they make things come to fruition like you've never even dreamed. Yeah, and 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 they work. Some of them work eight months a year, and, and they get it out there. And what well, was Brandy Schaefer? Yeah, nice. Brandy Schaefer is really talented actress. She really is. She's a sweetheart, and she, I mean, for her to go through, she's very disarming. Right? We didn't want to do the uh, the stereotypical blonde type of horror movie. Like we wanted her to. She's a beautiful girl. These amazing, different, like exotic eyes, but very disarming. And that was very important because if Michael and I, you know, interview these guys, they're not going to tell us shit. She yeah. bats those eyes at him, starts talking to some of these guys. The things that come—that's how we got the sound bites we did. And and she really rolled with a lot of the punches, and also. You know, lived with four guys in an RV for a month. That's right it's away. Nothing
0: compared to going into some of these houses. Yeah, exactly. As a woman, we said this casually, but it's the truth. I mean, there are, and it's the New York scene. But there are women very offended about catcalling, and rightfully so. Whatever you, whatever offends you, you have a right to feel whatever the fuck you feel. I had a long right. conversation with uh, Jen uh, Kirkman about it today, and it's 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 a it's a conversation that needs to be had. Great. I'm definitely I'm not citing it. However, take that to the next level, and you've got. This is catcalling in masks. That's real and up in your face. I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna fucking kill you, and I'm gonna fuck your world. Right. To a girl who's, who you guys were just walked through it. Imagine her going through that for the movie has got to be absolutely, utterly terrifying. True. The vulnerability is through
2: the fucking lit level, through the t- roof. And most of these guys, they do the opposite of what you think when a camera's rolling. They up their game. Some people would hold back, right? They're like, yeah. I don't want people to film me. No, no. They see that camera behind her, and then they up it, so all of a sudden she is very vulnerable. It's It... We always worried that if it went too far on where we couldn't control the situation, and it's scary. And she was a trooper. We put her through the ringer, and she did a hell of a job.
0: These are the haunts. Can I talk about the haunts? These are the haunts. Uh, Moxley Manor. Are these all in Texas? Texas and Louisiana mostly. So if you're in Texas and Louisiana tomorrow night, find these places. Moxley Manor, Thrillvania, Cutting Edge. TeraPlex I saw that one I saw TeraPlex you guys pulled up to TeraPlex yeah. and I went oh motherfucker <laughs> uh, Zombie Manor Phobia Eclipse Rise The Haunt House Terranites, D&D Bar and Lounge is that where the fucking <laughs> yeah. scene took place
1: and then the final best
0: <laughs> Then <this> just is- <laughs> go to D&D Bar and Lounge and then Mickey Martin Shipwheel is That's, that the strip club yes yeah. what ah! a
2: great name too
0: I gotta hit that strip club up yeah. it's awesome I've- were those girls strippers there uh, some of them, yeah. Well, the one so, with the woman, the perfect of, nipples. Some
1: of them don't I think require she used masks. To be back in the day, and now she owns and runs the place. Oh my right. God, that girl with the the one girl with the perfect boobs oh, and the perfect yes. nipples. Yes. Oh, oh, the perfect nipples. I thought you were talking about the old lady behind the bar. Oh no, no.
0: But uh, but and
1: rise is the paintball. Rises the paintball the
2: zombie paintball which was fantastic where's that that one is in uh, Baton Rouge An- Louisiana outskirts I think
0: I guess if you're Baton Rouge you maybe have heard of it right. but if you haven't if you're in Baton Rouge I know I have a huge Texas following yep. and and the one I was talking about is in Ghostly Manor in cedar Point um you, and, and and then where do people find those like next level how do they find out about the next level uh like real shotgun in your back
2: right we started learning about you talk to these owners, and they actually have a haunt forum where if you have, I don't know if it's password, how it works, but a lot of the owners all talk to each other. And that's when we found out about the girl who accidentally hung herself, and they walked by her thinking she was a, a prop. She was trying to make it more real. Noose caught her and hung her, and she's sitting there in the, in the middle of a haunted house. There's a lot of things, and, and these guys are – a lot of them are probably trying to make sure safety and protection, but they're also telling stories. And things happen, and like any occupation, but these are always highlighted because they're ghouls or vampires, or you know what I mean. Like they're when when you put that kind of dress on, people are gonna people are gonna uh, pinpoint what you're doing and try to make it a problem,
1: right? Like it's gonna hit the news, yeah, that kind of stuff. We have a you said you have a big Texas following. That's what we take a lot of pride in the fact that it was a Texas film. We're all from Texas: Brandy, Zach, me, Bobby. And we shot all in Texas, so we owe, you know we pay a lot of homage to Texas and our Texas fans well, for sure.
2: Yeah, surprisingly, Dallas is the haunt capital of the world. Really? Right. So some of those places that the Cutting Edge takes an hour to get through, and it was is the Guinness World Book of Records
1: longest walk through haunted house in the entire world. They said some people get lost in there; they don't find them till four in the morning. Oh, I got a funny side note. You're asking about how the whole getting it sold process and everything like that. So we shot the initial film four years ago, and really, uh, yeah. We, the, the the first film that we shot, yeah. that we did completely on our own, um, just the five of us out there. That'll be on the. Will that be on? The, should be on. Yeah, the Blue it should Red. be on the DVD. So you get to see how this all started. So we shot that, and you know, time passed. I sold my show, uh, Feed the Beast. I'm getting re- I'm shooting Feed the Beast. I haven't even thought about this film in a year. I'm shooting Feed the Beast, and I'm three weeks in. of shooting, and Bobby calls me and says, "Hey, we." We're selling the film And we're, it's going to be made Into a big film And they want to reshoot A bunch of stuff In the movie and stuff But I had I lost 30 pounds For my show To look good on camera For my show So Bobby yeah. calls me and, goes, and we're going to be shooting in I remember you told me this We're going to be shooting In eight weeks and, I, I'm, and he goes But you don't look like You did in the other one And we got to use Some of the scenes So it's up to you man Do you want to be in it or not And that was pretty much An ultimatum But I'm in the middle Of shooting my show Yeah, And they told, I'm shooting a show About late night food and they told me, they're like, don't pull... I know pu-
0: what you're pu- saying. I, uh, yeah. You know not say it.
1: And um, <laughs> <laughs> you're, doing, you're doing a show about late night food. You can't gain weight. And I'm like, okay. So I'm running in between each show, eating healthy in between, doing all that. And then three weeks in, I was like, well, fuck this. I'm going to do this movie. I start finishing everything on the show. Oh. I'm eating late night pizzas when I get back also. I've been eating all day on the show. And my director, after like two weeks of this, is kind of like, hey, man, what are you doing? I'm like, I, I'll tell you later. I'm doing... I have a film that I have to gain weight for. I gained 28 pounds... In eight weeks, and showed up. I, I finished feed the beast, and four days later, I flew out and started shooting this film.
0: That's fucking. So now, who's uh? So, so you take it? Did you take it to festivals, or did you take it to producers? You know,
2: we, we actually won the Shock Fest Film Festival. We won the uh, the shocker award, like the grand
1: prize or whatever. So that the was, shocker award, yeah, yeah so, exactly. We wanted the trophy to be the yeah. shocker.
2: We're no, right but now. it was a really cool thing because we were a small movie, and they asked us to open for Eli Roth, um, who was getting Whoa. this decade of the year horror award right so that was really cool that was the first time we ever got to see in the theater and you could hear a pen drop on some of the scenes which was oh, it was really awesome yeah. and then after that we got a call out of nowhere um, Zach got a call from Steven Schneider who did Paranormal Activity he found Paranormal Activity Yeah. so to us we're like oh my god like That's, how did this that, yeah. happen and the, he said the coolest thing to us he said the movie is real until it's not and I dare you to tell me when it's not and that, that's and, that yeah. fucking, that's and that's a an, great exactly, fucking that's a very
0: accurate compliment.
2: Right, and that's what we were looking for and um, or what we were trying to execute. And so what we did is after he came on board, he wanted to take it um, to take it out and we we basically pulled it from all uh, you know, we were going to submit it to fe- we were going to go the festival route. We pulled it from everything because we wanted to play it close to the chest because it does have a different angle, a different approach. There was no reason to have overexposure if we were going to do this the more mainstream way. Um, it's so then, smart. Yeah. So we did the additional photography the following Halloween because you can't fake this. And it, it sounds like a weird uh, analogy because they wanted us... It would have been last year and it could have been sped up if we shot reshoots in February, but you can't do that. And if we build the sets, you see us coming a mile away. Yeah. And we always joke when we look at and it's the, the obviously the 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 biggest f- example of this but 1989 you look at tim burton's batman it's all on a set you see it you see gotham city nolan takes dark Knight and they go to shoot in chicago and pittsburgh and all of a sudden gotham city has a solid breeze it's a real place yeah and the difference in those two movies and they were different time and place different tone but that was something we kind of looked at And said, that's what we have to do Because you can't fake the Halloween ambiance You can't do that by Bourbon Street We had to get it, we had to hit it And we had to get it that night Um, The same thing with the haunt, but then you're also dealing with A thousand drunk patrons who want to jump on camera So there's a lot of stuff that comes with it But hopefully we were able to to show it on screen The right way
0: Yeah, it's it's, uh, It's the It is the first scary movie I've seen in eight years, ten, nine years. I just don't watch him. I won't watch him. My wife wouldn't watch it. I was like, watch it with me. She's like, nah. I was like, yeah, but you're going to see him tomorrow. He's going to be alive. Like, whatever happens in the movie, he's fine. It's a movie. She's like, I don't care. I stay home too much by myself. I don't need that shit. <laughs> My imagination's way too fucking vivid. The fucking the one thing I saw that I the f- one thing I saw on TV was the or uh, on HBO was the what was the one with um was it Luke Wilson or or Ethan Hawke where the people were knock oh, sinister no no where they knock on the door or with the mask yeah, yeah, yeah. no
1: no no oh no it was um. Strangers. 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 Oh, Scott Speedman yeah. and yeah. Liv Tyler. Tyler. Strangers is Scott, fantastic. Scott, that's yeah. why The Strangers is, is one of those movies comparable like ours in the fact of it, it can totally be real. I mean, that. Strangers watch. is based on a real based story. Based on a real, real, on a real story. story. That can totally happen. Some sadistic fucks out there know these people are staying at this lake house and just go fuck with them and kill them. And well, no well the crazy. Really no
0: the crazy thing is if you think it it can be real right Mm -hmm. if you think it i mean it's got it's got to be scary to think that you put this out there and there are people that are like "Ah, that's not such a bad idea right right i bet i could kill a person get it out of my system they won't fucking know like i mean that's the theory is is and, and i can't spoil it but the very last thing you see on screen
2: Almost defines all of it. Right. Well, the the butt of the idea in the very, very beginning was trying to look at it. It's the same mentality you're talking about right now is that uh, does a a tree make a sound in the forest when it falls? We all know the answer, but you can't definitively tell me that it doesn't make a sound, right? We all know it does, you know. So we kind of took that approach of have you ever seen a dead body in a haunted house? You can't tell me for sure you haven't. You know, so real. I bet.
0: I, 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 and and there was a scene Where I, I thought I sh- like, like There were so many scenes Where I was like Is this What am I looking at Right Like is this a shorty girl stuck in a cage Yeah Is this
1: Like I mean uh, It just How would you ever know like How would you know? Too. You're laughing, and There's the girl's girl going, like, "No, hey, it's not funny. This isn't funny. I need to get the fuck out of here. This isn't a haunt." Yeah. You still look at her, and you're like, "Oh, that's creepy." And you keep going to the next. <laughs> She's like, "Motherfucker, no yeah. one's yeah. listening to me. No one's yeah. gonna." It's like here. a,
0: it's like a, it's like a uh, Bosnian stripper at a strip club. Yeah. <laughs> I can't yeah. get out of yeah. here, and you're like, "Yeah, no, None of yeah, us can great. get out of here. It's another dark. dance." Yeah. <laughs> She's like, "No, no. Borrow a cell phone and go. Yeah, yeah. We all want to borrow cell phones. You need to put your number in." No, no. I get what you're saying. No, they burn you. Yeah, I've been burned too. Um yeah it's uh so now next project is it going to be two questions next project will your brother be included and next project will it be scary
2: um i think the biggest thing with zach and i about these types of films were just things that you had a conversation on the way of the parking lot that was important to, like when it's over to think man i never thought about that that way or what happened like to be able to have a discussion you know nobody's right and wrong when you have that discussion and that's just i'd rather have something that people are talking about in any genre and and try to touch on things that nobody's ever kind of put on screen before so by that i would love to do anything like horror it was just the right genre for this project um two i think we just touched on the tip of the iceberg of the haunt world in this. I do think there's other stories to tell. There's a lot more um, haunts out there, and they're now becoming global. There's there's a rundown mall in, in the UK where they do a Dawn of the Dead experience, and you just get locked in a mall. And there's zombies in there. And it's just like the movie. You get to live it out. They're, they're building them. One of the guys we were interviewing, he was getting a call for, uh, to go down to Ecuador to build a haunted house. And there's so many things, the different landscapes. Well, I hear parts of Haiti are still haunted houses. Exactly.
0: I mean, but that's- Haiti. What, dude, build a haunted house in Haiti? You could scare the living fuck out of people. You could scare the living fuck. They blow some powder up your nose, nail your balls to a fucking- Holy shit. You wake up in a grave and you're like, this is real.
2: Yeah. But that that's the thing, too. You use the surroundings use the, like use the fears that people would have in that in that environment and absolutely exploit them. I mean n- New York does them they use in Detroit. Detroit has all the rundown skyscrapers now, right? With the economy, they are using those now for haunts. And fucking yeah. Take someone up 20 stories oh, yeah.
0: and the elevator drops you off there and you've got to get down through the stairs. Mother Yeah. Motherfucker. yeah is that cr- is that a, the, I mean is that Is that a business plan of yours? Could you see yourself feasibly now that you have all this fucking creativity to begin with, but now insightfulness about haunts and these connections, could you see opening something?
2: I'd, I'd love to because I think we've seen every single haunt we've gone to, even some smaller ones in a strip mall, right? Everybody's got one scene Or one gimmick That you're like Oh that was fucking great Like even the rest of the haunt sucks And you could almost make this composite Of everything that you've seen Or, or you know you, you try new different things I think it would be the utmost compliment In the world If the movie did well enough To to have To be invited into a Universal Horror Nights Or or start your own You know That if people wanted it enough Then definitely would love to have Love to do it Because it was such a big part of us Growing up in general I mean they yeah. started off All we knew of is J.C.'s Haunted House. They were charity haunts. Jesus Christ? Yeah. that They are the ones. So, Jesus Christ Haunted House? Yeah. I mean, that's what it are was. Are you serious? They started, so everywhere in Dallas or everywhere in Texas, J.C.'s, is are, that was the first time I literally thought a guy named J.C. owned all the haunted houses in the world when I was like five years old, because anyone we went to, that's what it was called. And so they really kind of, I think it was in the 60s, they started turning it into uh, a business but for charity and then now it's they'd be they roll over i mean on what it's turned into and how far it's it's really really been taken um was probably never their intent it was just to have a good you know it's like trick-or-treating it's just you know the most harmless thing in the world now we've turned it into walking into a place with um you got you get put in individually telling them to take your shoes off you go in one by one into a completely pitch black room and all you hear is this squish 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 you're barefoot squish. barefoot all of a sudden you're in the middle of a room floodlights come on <laughs> what do you what do you see surrounding you a thousand used condoms you just walked over and you paid 75 bucks to do it <laughs> motherfucker yeah. They're getting, they're getting out there. Holy shit! This is. Uh, I feel like we've. I feel
0: like we. I've scratched the surface. Yeah. But I feel like the surface is scaring the shit out of me. Yeah. I feel like I scratched the surface and then saw someone peeking back through, and I was like, mm, cover the surface back up. Yeah. Wait too
1: Dig into it and in houses Octoberville two. You, now you
0: think you'll do another one?
2: Um, I'd like to. I'd like to. The, the mythology, I think, is there. I think. Um. There's a lot of because I was blue about to say out there, seeing yeah.
0: this, you could totally. I mean, you
2: could it. It's I mean, it's completely there, right? Yeah. I'd like to. You know how everybody drops a you know a number on the end of sequels, and it seems like it's just redundant. And you're like, okay, we're at Saw eight, and oh, I know what you're gonna say right,
0: well, the house that. That May built.
2: No, no. We're not it's gonna go yeah, it's just it's Mother's <laughs> Mother's Day haunts. Bring back your favorite character. No, I want to do December built Cardinal Directions. <laughs> no one does that, right? So why can't because the haunts completely change, everything changes, the House of October built north. The House of October built we already touched the South, right? And everybody oh, yeah. uses these different landscapes, and it would kinda be cool. It would also get different parts of the country involved and it would just be a really fun way to do it.
0: I yeah, cool. it, watching people get scared is fucking amazing. Yeah. It's Such a fucking primal. Being scared is is very primal. Yeah, uh, I mean it's 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 hard. Just uh, it's hard j- for me now to think of me walking out my RV in the middle of the night to take a piss. Yeah, like I just think, oh, there's Easter Bunny.
2: This is how this goes down. And then the scare actors in reverse the the pride they take. The one of the last interviews in the film. Um, he he told us uh, was he from here. was he from Rise? No, he was. Um, he is from Thrillvania. Um and he he took pride in the fact that he had been knocked out three times by patrons, and it was a badge of honor to him. He loved it. He thought it was he was doing his job better than anybody else because he was knocked out three times. And I'm just thinking to myself, I mean it's like you go into work and your your goal is for somebody to KO you in the dark
0: is just it's crazy. That's that is fucking insane. Yeah. So now uh so what's the what's the what's the rest of the plan? You do tomorrow night i guess probably halloween night's not a big night but halloween weekend right probably a big weekend for the movie
2: yeah no i think so
0: and for downloads and you download it at i I don't want to wrap up the interview but i don't know i want real quick let's get off subject and come back yeah so um
1: but what's up for you next mikey uh, a little bit of everything. I mean, this has opened a lot of doors. This has opened, God, had to have opened a ton of doors. It's opened a lot of doors for me. I mean, starting off with Feed the Beast was a great way for me to kind of raise a flag in this town. You know, I'd been out here for so long. I'd been to film school. I'd written w- with my brother. We'd had scripts close to, you know, being made and not gone on. I'd always been interested in acting. But Feed the Beast was a way for me to get in front of the camera, wave a flag, say, hey, look at me. You know, and through that and then us having this, that opened up for great representation. So now i 've been you know going out on a lot, of, a lot more auditions i've done a couple um, you know uh, I did a, just an internet show I'm doing a bunch of commercials now, and just now it's all and it's leading into pilot season. so uh, the acting thing is definitely on the forefront and but
0: your character is so well defined in this movie. your character of your character of who you are in real life it's not even really who you are in real life you're such an actually diverse, interesting dude. the other day I told I told uh, I said oh you're going to Chicago." Uh, call Mikey Mikey 'll have like five fucking recommendations for you because there's parts of you i don't get it's like you used to be a cokehead five years ago, and that 's how you know everybody because you know everybody but it. but but your character in this is very it's very it's like it's like oh, I could plug that dude into any fucking show
1: yeah that's great i thank you that's a great compliment um yeah, I mean, I guess the same that you've probably dealt with at times too is, is that. I am the, you know, I'm Funny Guy Mikey and a lot of stuff. But, I you know, when it comes to getting serious, like you've seen in some of this, I can pull off that role, too. It's just giving me the option to do it. Do I love the comedy? Absolutely. I mean, that's definitely, I, I think, is my strongest asset. Um, but it's, it's opening a lot of doors, and I'm excited to try to see what else is out there. Um, you know, with Bobby putting me in this was, was great. You know, it was an honor to work with him. It was super fun. We both have different views too on how we do stuff, but we also come together on a lot of things. So it was it was nice for us to kind of have creative outlets with each other. He's like, I want to do this. I'm like, I don't think you should do this. And then he'd be like, Fuck you! I'm directly, I'm doing this. But or we go the other way. He's like, Oh, that's great. You know, you didn't look at it that way. Yeah, Um, yeah, man. I'm open for everything. We, you know, I just finished writing a a uh, single camera comedy that I'm getting ready to take out and try to try to sell. Um, Which you need to read. Actually, I think it'd be really funny as a character. Um, Fucking. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's who knows. This it will be an interesting year now that this came out, and it's finally nice to have something to stand on in the uh, in the the scripted world.
0: It's got to feel good. It's got to feel good, and I and I and I I I I, I don't think I've felt this. I I've I felt what you felt with you know Feed the Beast and 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 base and and basic cable superstardom. That that feeling of like I'm on TV. I've made, I've, I've shown my talents, I can go in, I can do stuff on TV in this realm, but this, this city, LA at least, doesn't necessarily respect uh, that talent. The hosted reality, yeah. uh, this city's like, oh, cool. In their head, I think everyone goes, I could do that. And maybe they all could. I don't know. I mean,
1: then, like... Uh, now, then do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah it, well, that's, that's the argument. You know, then do it. It's, you know, there's a lot of reasons. The, I, I always go, like I said to my buddy Ari one time, I go, I don't think anyone would want to be me. And Ari's like, no, everyone would love to. Everyone would love to have a job. That's the greatest thing in the city is having a job. Right. But the new platform, and Patrice, I don't know if you know who Patrice O'Neill is, but Patrice O'Neal oh, said, yeah. said one of the most brilliant things to me that I've lived my life by is simply raising your foundation raising your foundation having the foundation so that when you do get knocked down that's as far as you go down and he's like your foundation when i first got my first tv show was like he's your foundation is shit because you got to go back down to open micer you know you're on tv but talent wise you're still an open micer right. he's like until you can do the until you can do the clubs then you get the clubs you do the road once you do the road do an hour once you've done an hour do another hour do a have a sitcom and then you you you're staying but but now your foundation, this is, takes your foundation to a very legit place. I mean, I put it like this: being on Apple, on Apple trailers, is fucking legit in this city. Yeah. That is, there is no one sitting fucking at guys. I don't even know what bars are cool anymore. But like, what at, at a bar that's elbowed up at the bar? There is no one that is can say, "Oh yeah, my movies." Out wide, and you can get it on video on demand. You can get it on iTunes, and it's on Apple fucking trailers. Apple trailers is the benchmark. It's what I look at every fucking day. Yeah. I'm
1: obsessed with Apple trailers. And I saw this when I first saw this. And um, yeah, it was really. I mean, when we when it first came out on Apple trailers, we had a banner on the top that was featured trailers, and they'd have five that's thrown across, and that was one. And ours was there. We're like, God, we did that. That's pretty cool. Buying a ticket to the movie was a, was a pretty cool pinnacle moment in in the life. They're like, fuck for. I've been out here for 14 years, you know, wanting to just entertain, make movies, TVs, do whatever, and you know, not make TVs, make TV. Um, but yeah, I mean, actually getting there is a super cool accomplishment. It was did really you cool give it with my brother? Did too.
0: you get this out to any casting directors?
1: I mean, it's it's out there. I mean, yeah.
0: I mean, no, my, like my like, people are. Can I tell you something that you need to do? Do <laughs> you need to do tonight? Get yourself some screeners. I'm being dead serious. Yep. To the top fucking 20 casting directors and. Uh, give them, and this is the way my brain works, and this is maybe overthinking it, but this is how I think all the time. Send a screener to the top 20 casting directors, to their offices, even if you've got to fucking drive them there tomorrow with a little bit of like a Halloween treat. Say, Happy Halloween from Mikey Rowe. This is my movie. Uh, You can see it in movie theaters or you can see it here. Uh, uh, My brother and I did it. Those little things like that, I always believe work. I talked to Peter Jackson the other day for an hour and a half and I said, "Why Elijah Wood?" And he was like, he was like, "Yeah, you know, that's a really great question." He goes, "I'll tell you why." He goes, "All the people we had planned, we tested and we screen tested and we went through the forum and I knew who I saw it." He goes, "But Elijah Wood shot something in his backyard as him as Frodo." And that kind of commitment to me said more about about elijah wood and what he'd bring to the role than anything and i mean he said it a little more eloquently than that it's a more it's a better story i'm gonna release that i did a podcast with peter jackson technically uh for like an hour i'll release that before that episode of trip Flip comes out but i remember hearing that and then of course i proceeded to do horrible backyard auditions for peter jackson um but i i um i heard that and i went i don't do that enough like, well,
1: I think I, I ahead, Finish.
0: No, no, that's it. But like, but like, take that extra step because your your talents are are flexed perfectly here for thirty roles being cast in Hollywood right now. Right. And if any of those, any of those casting directors see the
1: first ten minutes of this movie, they can plug you in. A million different places. Well, That's the thing well, is, it doesn't. am not. It doesn't even have to be. There's so many roles out there that it doesn't even have to be like leading roles. It's just like there's this role where well, this guy has ten lines. Cool. I'm dude, like, i like I. just I like to work. Well, so. the
2: bigger thing I think what you t- you're touching on is that no one is coming knocking on anyone's door until you don't need them to, right? When they yeah. knock and you're like, go the fuck away. That's what's so hard is that if you don't take those chances and, you know, Elijah Wood could have had this, oh, I've been in so many, like, I'm not going to make some backyard, but he did it and now his life is forever changed. His bank account is forever changed because he took a risk and he didn't think that he didn't have to work for it. He didn't think he took a shot
1: on somebody that was probably very much a, a long shot. A lot of people are worried about, oh, I don't want to annoy them fuck that they don't know you're there if you don't annoy them you know that's a big big thing for me i feel i read an article about um jerry weintraub jerry weintraub had a dream back when he was super young had a dream woke up told his wife that he dreamed that he took elvis on tour he's never managed a a artist he never threw concerts he never done anything his wife was like well you don't even know elvis you never done what do you mean he called the colonel which was managing elvis at the time uh every day for a fucking year Called him He said every day He would call And the colonel Would never take his call Finally the colonel Answered the calls. So he was like Who are you What do you want And he goes I want to take Elvis on tour He goes Who are you And he was like My name is Jerry Weintraub I don't want to do that He was like Well you've never do anything He goes If you can bring me A million dollars Cashier's check in Elvis's name In two days To Vegas I'll let you take him on tour he found it, called everybody around, he finally found a guy in Seattle, a multimillionaire, and said, told him the deal. He goes, I will give you 50% of this business for the rest of my life, anything involving Elvis, if you give me this million dollars. The guy gave him the million dollars, he flew out to Vegas, showed up at the Hilton, gave the Colonel the check, and the colonel let him manage him and changed his life forever, took Elvis on tour, and killed it. It's a fucking... I love that shit. I, mean, I love that you shit. You have to knock on that's doors. I love this business. I've I, i, I I've told this
0: story before, but it, one of my favorite stories, the thing that keeps me going every single day, and, I, and not that I'm in a bad spot where I'm bummed out at all about this business. I love this business. I love what I'm doing. I, I'm very lucky. But I went to Dane Cook's house probably 13, I'm going to say 13 years ago. I'm going to
1: say... Thirteen, fourteen years ago. This right at the nope. It was before. This
0: is you. Don't, you didn't know who he was. Right. No one knew who he well, was. Well, he was in.
1: I knew him from. Uh, what was it? Double, it? Double trouble with Dennis Rodman. Uh, he had been in that. <laughs> he
0: had been in that. And by the way, that's a really fun movie to watch. I, I watched it the other day, and it. Simon great. says. Simon good. says. <laughs> and uh, and I went over to his house and we went we were playing guitars and we were fucking around and star i I want i could be very off on this one of the star wars or some big movie was opening that week and he was like and he was just like i don't know man what's this business about what are we doing what if i just hang out the laugh factory what if i'm the king of the laugh factory what if that's all i ever become and i was like yeah and I, i was i was like even less than dane i was like yeah that would be tough i didn't know how to relate and we he, ta- he explained to me his business theme which i thought was complete and total horseshit about having an online presence which i completely ignored and shouldn't have
1: myspace my,
0: he explained myspace he explained by the way i fucking sat in a room with these programmers one night who were all bumping rails and they were explaining myspace to me and i literally was like coke does some crazy thought things <laughs> i wish i had fucking listened my buddy grimes fucking did coke with fucking Tom in front of me and they were doing. They're explaining MySpace and I'm like get in on this? and I'm like and they're explaining Dane and I was like I've heard this horse shit from Dane no thanks guys in my head I'm like Dane must be doing coke too he believes in this internet world that's going to exist where we have eight fucking friends and everyone wants to be friends and we talk and we chat and I was like call me old fashioned I'm going
1: to speak face to face to people my Dane cook with MySpace thing is funny because I was friends with Dane on MySpace you know and yeah. if you you followed Dane, there would be like little side things that came up for his friends, as followers because he had like 2 million followers and I came home hammered one night and it was like 3 o'clock in the morning I just signed on MySpace and they just said if you're friends with Dane we are releasing special tickets for MySpace friends, if you've seen this now, use this, this code and get tickets and I was like, fuck yeah, that's great I mean, Dane's album was just on fire and it was tickets to see his live of his album Harmful of Swallowed Or whatever it was yeah. It was his live HBO special And I was like Fucking great I bought like four tickets They're like 120 bucks a piece They're amazing seats They get FedEx Because it was happening In like five days They get FedEx to me I get them It's at Madison Square Garden I thought I just assumed It was in LA And so I called my brother And two friends I'm like Guys we gotta get it We gotta get it. Plane flights to Boston I'll get the hotel room I cover the tickets Everybody buy plane oh, tickets It's at
0: the Boston Garden Yeah, we yeah flew. Boston.: flew
1: But we did it We flew like three days later We were in Boston For like 48 hours We flew in there None of us had ever been To you Boston You assumed before. they were in LA I assumed yeah. it was in L- It was an HBO special I don't know why I just assumed it would be in LA But I was drunk Yep. Same thing
0: yeah. happened The first time I flew to LA I, 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 Me and my buddy Eddie uh, Looked at tickets And we're like Motherfucker do you realize it only takes like an hour and a half to fly to L.A.? This is fucking sweet. I guess we get the trade wins. We fucking thought we were like no incorporating <laughs> no the time change. change. We're like, that is so fucking cool, man. Let's go to L.A. We'll be there in like an hour. Let's do it. Um, Three-hour but, but so the next day I went to Dane's house. After all those conversations, I go to Dane's house and uh, and I sit uh, – I, I walk in and he's in a totally markedly different mood. He's like, I just booked a movie. I was like, "What?" And he's like, "I booked a movie in China. I'm going to China to shoot a movie with uh, the some young fat or something." And I go, "Are you fucking serious?" He's like, and "He looked at me. Remember, I'll never forget." He goes, "That's why I love this business. You can want to give up one day, and the next day, you're in a fucking movie in China." Yeah. And I was like, "That's why I love this business." Yeah. But uh, but that's the coolest thing. And what's even better about this business, which I guess is my question to you, Bobby, is is so now this movie comes out. You've got a body of work behind you that has been in turnaround and development. What is it? Is that breathing life into into like a bunch of projects that people are now like,
2: you know what, man, we should talk. Yeah. No one, no one trusts you until everyone else does. You know what I mean? Like no one, they're not going to ever trust um, somebody who, even if it's outlandish idea. Like my favorite story that I've heard about this town is that they, as an experiment, sent around "Gone with the Wind." Um, Change the character names and change the author The script Every motherfucker passed on it Are in the whole town, as just I mean, an when experiment. Did they the title. I, I don't even remember what it was, but they who broke literally, wind. But, but no, but that's the thing. Is guess who's reading it? Some twenty-year-old kid who's never even seen Gone with the Wind in the first place. These people that are not they're they're not the authority on it. They're not experienced enough in it. And the whole process, the ladder, and, and and how it all works, is unfortunately a lot of it's who you know or how do you? It's probably summed up with a SAG card, right? You you have to have three lines to get a SAG card, but yet. You can't get a SAG card, or you can't have a line until you have a SAG card. So it's just catch-22, and that's how a lot of it works. And you can't figure, get a line without an
1: agent, but you can't get an agent without line. Yeah figure,
2: yeah, figure out a way in. Do it yourself if you have to, and that's hopefully what we tried to do is just take it in our own hands, and we went and filmed it ourselves on a topic that no one thought was marketable. Yet we knew what we, the numbers didn't lie. It wasn't even like some crazy harebrained idea by us. It was just like, we know how much we've grown up with it. We grew up in Texas. That's what you did every weekend in October. Yeah. So, you know, the biggest thing is just kind of take it in your own hands. And then hopefully people, they, they trust you with a bigger project as you go. It's like, it's exactly what you're talking about. A foundation. Make sure you don't fall. You can't fall further enough, far enough to starve. Right. Like, so if you're always, then you have that comfortability and that, but what's, what sucks is, and granted we'll all take it, but 10 years from now, if you, if you can't fall that far, I think a lot of creativity is lost. I think a lot of, um, oh, I remember, dude,
0: don't even get me started. Well, you, I, I know. Yes. It's the yeah. reason I have fucking three solo podcasts back there yeah. that I cannot release because I got I j ju- you just get into this You have too much to lose. Yeah, you like you're like I don't know man, do I it's 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 well, the thing is, is like if I was passionate about some point of view, then I'd take it and I'd own it. Right. Sometimes it's just me fucking around. Right. And you, God forbid you get in trouble online for
1: fucking around and saying something that you don't half mean. Well that was the that was the the debate with the O. J. picture is my show was coming out and I got told no. I yeah. they're like as funny as it is or do you whatever care? Is, do you and then you're care like, yeah. that much? Are they going to care that much? All this could look as bad on you with the show. Yeah. I was like, well, okay. I mean, it's fucking an amazing picture. It will be out there one day.
0: And I, Yeah, and it's like, I know, and no one's ever commented from, from travel about anything I've ever done in my entire life. Never. The very first meeting I ever had there, they were like, your digital footprint leaves something to be desired. However, if you can clean up a tad bit, we're fine. And I just took off things that you know me naked and like stuff that maybe was a little un, maybe things i didn't, wouldn't want my kids seeing now but I, at the time my kids were babies and i had no fucking re-
1: frame of reference for that but uh it's also that stuff of you being naked or doing that that's what helped you propel kind of who you were in your image yeah that helped you get
0: there and i never had they've never had a problem with my podcast and there have been controversial things said on my podcast they've never been a problem with my stand-up and they've seen my stand-up i've, I've gotten drunk on radio <laughs> every time i do dc i go in and i get drunk on radio they don't care they get it they understand my personality and that when i work for the network i work for the network but still it's like i feel like in today's society we've allowed so many people a soapbox that so many people feel like you know it's like so many people want to be famous it so many people want to videotape something so that they can expand their YouTube channel? Right. Like, when something catastrophic happens and you see people videotaping it, in my head I'm like, what is that for? And, and for the most part, they're like, put it on my YouTube channel. There were these girls that tried to walk by me and say mean shit to me the other day. It was the weirdest fucking thing in the world. I didn't understand what was happening. I'm such a lucky, go lucky, happy-go-lucky guy, and I was a little buzzed, that... These girls were were in Flagstaff and they were walking past me and they were saying stuff. And, And this one girl walked by me like twice and said something mean to me. And I was like, that's so odd, that's so odd. And then I realized her friend's videotaping it. Her friend wants to see me be like, what the fuck's up with you, bitch? Yeah. And then they got a viral video, and then from that viral video, they can establish some sort of foothold in the business, and that's what it's all about, you know. Yeah. But you used foothold.
2: the right word. You said you said famous, as opposed to when we were growing up, you wanted to be a movie star, right? Like you yeah. wanted you wanted to. There's reason why why you were known. Your notoriety was because you were talented, or you on screen you've made great movies. The word famous is fucked up. You're you're famous because you. Punched a guy in a trash can and, it, and it, you know and it's three million views on YouTube. That's it's a joke and I think a lot of these people or a lot of the younger kids when they ask them that they say the word famous not not an occupation. They don't care how yeah. just know my name. I couldn't know more like I'd rather you never know my face and know my name right like that would always be. I always feel like some of these guys some of these. Big movie stars Like the fact they can't even Go to the grocery store Is crazy oh. Like it's it's awful
0: Dude I'm in the sweet spot yeah. If I could just increase yeah. My money Right I'm in the sweet spot I can do whatever the fuck I want No yeah. one knows who the fuck right. I am And if someone knows me They really then, like Then too. they really yeah. like me Yeah Like no one ever goes like Fucking asshole
1: Everyone's like Oh the machine And I'm like yeah. hey when I, when I got first notice From Feed the Beast The first time I Told the girl, I'm like, fuck off. Who put you up to it? Yeah, you know, because I was like, you know, it was what it was. But I mean, the first time it happened, you're kind of just like, I didn't expect that. The show had been on for a while, you know, and like I didn't really expect it. And uh, and she was like, no, no, I like I like the show. I-, I noticed you with your beard. That's you, right? And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, you're my friend oh. for life now. I apologize. I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> I got first time I got recognized for Birth the Conqueror was in uh, was in an airport, and it was a it was the best. It was the best. Uh it was the best because this happened for some reason black dudes love Bert the Conqueror so like it was a sky cap and he recognized me and all the sky caps recognized me and it was the greatest fucking feeling It's like oh shit it's Bert the Conqueror and it was like hey 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 Leroy is that Bert the Conqueror and the guy walked and was like Oh, the roller coaster motherfucker. And it was the greatest <laughs> fucking feeling. And I remember I went to the bar and I was bubbling and my, my director Lonnie came in and I was like I was like I was like I just got recognized. She was like, "Shut the fuck up." I go, "Yeah, watch." And I was like, "Just looking for black people to see me." And then we flew into <laughs> we flew into uh, LA. I flew into LA from there. And we went to Magic Johnson's Fridays on uh, La Tahera. Oh, La Cienega. On La, like La Cienega. Cienega, yeah. Was that your suggestion now? Nope 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 we just happened to go there and I pulled I pulled in with my kids and it was a Sunday and uh, all the black dudes were watching football and the second I walked in all the black dudes recognized me and they all went to pictures Now my children were so young all they thought was that black people love dad so anytime we would see for like the next month anytime they'd see a black guy they'd go dad dad there's one right there and I'd be like girl shut the fuck up I mean it was the greatest feeling but uh but yeah it's it's uh it's true I I hadn't no, I, n- I don't think I ever had any Maybe I did. I take that back. But I had no interest in being famous, per se. Right. What I wanted to be was a great stand-up when I started this business. I didn't even know stand-up would lead the TV. I thought stand-up was stand-up. I actually didn't even know I'd leave New York. I thought I'd just live in New York and make money doing stand-up. I didn't know how that worked.
2: But I you like to, to make people laugh.
1: Like That was yeah. probably the objective. You wanted to... I
0: hadn't thought it out. Right. I was like, all I need to do is get to the next level, and that's like, be like a, a regular at the clubs.
1: Did you have the feeling, though, that you were also you're unemployable in anything else. You knew Oh, that. yeah. Like, that's always been my deal. I was like, I, I don't know what else to do besides, like, create and be funny and do stuff with movies and TV. I don't, that's what I love to do, and I'm a big advocate of telling people that. Like, watching my dad, you know, grow up, and he used to coach college football back in the day, and then he stopped doing that because he had three kids, and I watched him, and, like, you know, he, he did okay, and but he didn't like what he did at all. Yeah. At all, and it had an effect on him. And I saw that. And that was one thing I always said. I'm like, well, shit, I'm going to make sure I, I love what I do. I'm going to figure it out one way or another. I've been out here for 15 years. I don't wish, wish it upon anybody, the struggles that we go through at times, trying to stay out here and do what we're doing. But it's a love for it. That's it's the one thing I know I want to do is entertain and you know make people laugh or you know, act or write or whatever it was creative.
0: And finding your niche and finding what you like is so important because, you know, I actually really enjoy I, and I've said this I don't there's no reason to be for me to say it again, but I've said it a million times. I actually really enjoy doing trip flip. I enjoy the life it's provided me, the opportunities it's provided me to grow and the things I've learned in it. I love stand up. That's my passion. I'll never do that. Stop doing that. Um but like finding what you like to do is so important. I think people some people just look at it and go yeah, I want to get famous, and then I'll figure it out. Right? You're like, no, figure it out first. Get your fucking get get your foothold in passion, not fame.
2: The people don't want to flip it around the other way. I mean, well, that's what's cool, I think, about TripFlip is that you are. It, it's sometimes when I talk about like, uh, if you were an actor, you would learn to um, maybe the, the the best fencer in the world would come teach you how to fence for some part in a movie, right? A and. Actual talent skill that you do not need your entire life, yeah. but yet you'd be pretty good at it, right? Or or some kind of like random thing. You're getting the chance to. I mean, I I love traveling so much, and you're getting to go to places you and your wife probably wouldn't sign up for. But then once you get there, it's a lot of fun. Like all of those different experiences you have that sometimes you wouldn't do on your own. Yet the memories you have are just.
0: Can I tell you what priceless. I can I tell you what I find what I what I what I find what I is like is like one of the things that that makes me the happiest when I walk in this man cave is like if you look around like and and I'll point this out to you and I I don't need I I shouldn't but I'll tell you guys it's behind me but like I got my scuba gear I got my BC I got my harness I got my letterman poster I got my motorcycle gloves I got my belay gloves I got my fucking backpack I've got my knives I've like got I have like an Indiana Jones Fucking basic education Of how to get myself In and out of the world like I I, And it's so funny And you say this And I'm bringing it back I'll end this I know no one wants to hear me Fucking talk right now But like When I did my first resume I thought it would be more Insightful To be funny Than to be accurate So I wrote a resume That my wife once found And it was like It was like jobs Strengths And I was like i could be a great um adventurer and i wrote all the things that i thought i'd be good at. i was like i have a fear of snakes and i was basically like and it was like the most ridiculous resume but i thought someone would read it and go this guy's got something right. like this guy would be fun in the office right. but my wife saw it and fucking mocked me and she found found on my computer printed it and kept it and if i'll read it to you guys one day and you'll fucking laugh hysterically <laughs> but uh
2: but it's the right shot though you you are going to be a drone dime a dozen if we all write exactly what we're supposed to do on that resume right yeah. and if you don't you better stand out and that 10 percent, 5 percent chance that somebody takes notice is worth it because otherwise we all look the same on paper for the most part we really do if you i mean think about it you got eight sen- eight lines you're supposed to write who you are fuck that
0: yeah now uh We'll, we'll wrap it up because I want to get this posted today so that it's up all day during Halloween nice. um, what are you guys plans for Halloween tomorrow
1: um, I have a party a friend's throwing a party at a house that I think I'm going to go to it's been so crazy Normal, Halloween is my favorite holiday of the year but I've just been inundated with Halloween for the past month we've been on that haunt tour and I've been to 20 haunted houses this year. I just I haven't even had time to think about what I was gonna be and just so I'm just I'm going to a house party. I'm not blowing it out this year. Um, costume? Uh, Opie Sons of Anarchy.
0: Oh, nice. Good call. Good call. Smart. What about you?
2: Um, I am the days. Never, well, yeah, I'll tell, never tell you my costume. You it's it's costume a reveal it's until the
1: day of. Oh, really? It's always a reveal. Yeah. You, are you married? Are you married? Yeah, married. Well, Bobby, Kids. Yeah. Those people. So just
2: had a little girl. These people really? won't yeah. How old this. are you? Uh, 35. Yeah, and yeah. when did you stop playing baseball? Uh, when I was about twenty four.
0: Did you play in
1: college and then? Yeah, you yeah, played UCLA.
2: I played yeah. UCLA. Really? After, yeah, really, all American.
1: Really? Yeah. So. Pitcher. Yeah. Yeah, you're a big motherfucker. Yeah, he also so, set the record at UCLA for most hit batters.
2: Uh, hey, if you're going to say that dubious honor, it's the nation. Oh, the, not sorry, just UCLA. in the nation. It's
1: kind of <laughs> he, he had some vengeance from time to time. I think.
2: Um, well, look if you, you if you don't throw ninety. Seven. Yeah. you got to get people off the plate, and so you try to scare them at eighty-eight. You know, yeah. you hit them.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: um, no, I miss the date. So my Halloween may be a tad different with a brand new baby. Um, yeah. but uh, I miss the days because I was thinking about it with Shane Black used to throw these amazing parties. The writer
1: of all the Lethal Weapon movies. Yeah, oh, yeah, he
2: he directed Iron Man three. Okay, but he he would throw these infamous these 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 parties were so awesome and it was what people looked forward to for like two, three months. Now he's, I mean, he's sure he's a lot more in day now than just being a writer. Cause now he's got a lot more on his plate. Um, but he used to throw those and those are what we used to look forward to. He has like a bean, John Malkovich room, which is like the craziest. It's like a little hole. You go up like three stories and there's a little hole and you crawl in it and you're in a whole room without a windows, without doors. It, oh, it was fuck. just a really cool place. Everybody went balls out in costume. It was just a really
1: fun. So did y'all move out here at the same time? no I went out to school and then Mike came about two yeah, years I later to Arizona State for a year I was going there to wrestle and then I picked the wrong fucking sport to be good at because uh, <laughs> you couldn't make any money UFC fighting didn't exist then or yeah. you know so I, so I really wanted to go to film school um, so I went to Brooks up in Santa Barbara in 2000 and, um, and he was still at UCLA so we were kind of here together like three years apart but then I was always back and forth from Santa Barbara when I was finishing up film school and then moved down here in 2002 yeah
0: and then and then is this is this your first project you guys worked on together?
2: Yeah, I mean we've done smaller things, you know, but it's like you said, a lot of things don't come to fruition. It's a lot of work that you just don't know or they'll come really close in the ink. I've even had the ink dry and it still didn't work out. You know what I mean? Like it's and it's one of those things that you just better you better endure. What l a has to you know
1: throw at you or pack your shit and go home, nothing means anything until that check clears, yeah. speaking of which and, the, and and use this in a sports analogy uh-huh. so everyone sees
0: your movies big right it's 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 getting. It's getting huge release. I mean, people people know this. When I put it out, I'm gonna probably. I'm trying to think how to title this Halloween special. I'm trying right. to think what'll get the most hits. Right. But like, uh, but like, house Oc- the house is October built because that's probably bigger than than your than any of our names right, right now.
1: Halloween right. movie ever.
0: And but like, I'm trying to think of how to. I'll probably put. Uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of how to p- title this so that people see it and it draws eyes. Right. What's well, the um,
2: first Halloween? It's the first movie ever about Halloween haunted houses, which always surprised us. No, no,
0: I want the first line. Oh, like the gotcha. the first line that comes up is like dunk, New Podcast." I want I'm going to am going to probably put the title of the movie and then with uh, uh Zombie Titties. Yeah, Zombie Titties. And then and then um and then with your all, all our right. names on it. But uh in a sports analogy and use um use the pay grade of different sports okay, okay. so like considering i guess what probably basketball's the players make the most money uh football then baseball
2: i bet you baseball makes baseball has football? the big well yeah you see those like uh 200 million dollar contracts and what's nice with baseball is it's guaranteed yeah which also it's funny it, it it hurts i mean i wouldn't want this if i was an athlete but i think it's the appropriate way to do it and probably acting uh Contracts should be the same way. It's incentive based, and and you, there, there's got to be some kind of loophole. And I don't know what's perfect for in case you get injured because you're putting your body on the line. I get that. You should never. You should always be okay. Yeah. But that idea of like a lot of these, you know, a lot of the pitchers get fat, lazy. Why, that, that $100 million is coming to them no matter what. And that's, that's just not how it should be. I was thinking the other day, tell me if you think this is asinine. I was like, what if they gave, what if they said to,
0: say, a young Derek Cheater, a guy you knew that was going to be the franchise, what if they said, you know what, we'd like to pay you $200 million, like an A-Rod, we want to pay 100 million million. What if we pay you a solid $70 million and give you 5% of the franchise yeah. and just said, that way, you never want to leave. You never want to hurt the name of the brand. Yeah. You ne- like you, you give them a vested interest in the team, and you watch them just. I mean, you can't only do that once, really. You can't right, do it a lot. Right. But I was thinking about that the day. I was like, probably a bad idea. All these guys want the money, but um. So, but put this in an analogy. So people see this movie. They know this movie. They're going to see this movie. They will get done this movie. How much money do you see at the end of this? Meaning, meaning, like, put it in like, is this your? fucking nba contract is this your an mlb contract is this uh wnba contract is this uh a professional swimmer who just got out of the olympics contract like where do you put this on that scale
2: handball
1: (laughs) (laughs) handball <laughs> but, they, but they let you into the Olympics. Look, that's look, the they let deal. you into but the Olympics. The biggest deal is yeah. making into that club now. Now yeah. it's like, yeah, your salary on whatever that that may be is handball status. Handball. Well, well, but the
2: thing that that's nicer, what we hope for is is when you do something seasonal. Hopefully, it's in perpetuity, right? Like, there's there's an idea where every Halloween there's staples. If people like us enough, hopefully it's a staple. A lot of movies, a lot of movies come out, do really well, and then die. They like TNT doesn't even touch them, right? Like it's like really weird. You're like, what ever happened to that movie? But yet these other ones on a loop, yeah, right. And so hopefully with a movie like this, it, it's a it's an annual thing after the initial release. So you never know down the road, but for the most part, it's just about showing that you can pull something off, and then the next project you go a tad bigger. Tad bigger Tad bigger I tell
0: the yeah. damn comics I go you know Write a script And give it to your manager It doesn't matter If it's good or not What it tells your manager is You can write a script right, right. Like I, I said this about Nick Swartzen Who's Do you know Nick? Uh, uh, yeah yeah. yeah Nick's, Nick's a great guy And he's yeah. one of my friends And I actually, I actually Absolutely love Nick um, but like, Zach Nick's-
2: in the movie, him and Nick hang out a bunch. Yeah, another
1: no, no, oh, really? Steve Com- Shen. yeah, the comedy pilot that I just told you that I had just finished, the single camera. The yeah. character that I, when I've turned in the packet of character breakdowns, I have Nick as a picture. Oh. I do not even know this, but I have him yeah. as a he's picture. He's a good of one of the dude. He's a great, he's great dude.
0: But one of the strong suits about Nick, and I will say this, is that Nick wrote, uh, Malibu's Most Wanted but he wrote it as a different style movie but the thing that was so impressive is that when he wrote it he was just a regular comic like any of us there was no difference in Nick between any of us we all book sitcoms we all book commercials he was very talented he still is very talented and and, and it was noticeable that he was maybe more talented than 90% of the comics but what was impressive about him is he had the dedication to sit down and write a script and that separates you from the pact and that script got picked up it was. I think it was originally called Suckers, and it went to Jamie Kennedy, and Jamie Kennedy was friends with Nick. Said, "Let's fucking make this." I think that's how it went down. I'm not, I should have Nick on the podcast. Just, why is it that I now just think of this? And then, and then, and then that. The fact that you're real and that you're real and someone can go to you, not only am I going to pay you, but I know that I'll get a product from you. I'm not going right. to get nothing. That is what is the most important thing in this business. Well,
2: because a lot of people, they sit there and they they talk all day long. We saw – Mike and I were talking about the other day. Some um, uh, a guy – I forget his name. He's a movie reviewer – was talking about – he, like, thanked – he was, like, finally a found footage movie that – for, for there 's a reason to it, right, not all found footage movies suck and was de- in defending it because it really is a stigma to the whole genre, and we 've been you know hopefully uh, turning some naysayers. but with that being said, people were talking about something online, and I, we saw him tweet. All of you out there think you can make a found footage movie. You sit there and you say, oh, I could do that at home. Well, fuck you, you didn't. Because people just think, oh, I'll pick up my camera and I'll just I'll make one of these. This movie's shitty. Or this movie's like, I would have done this. You didn't. You're still in your mom's fucking basement and you didn't do it. Yeah. And so even if you sit there and you make something and you get ripped, you made it. And it's probably a step in the right direction. Some steps are smaller than, or bigger than others, but you at least are moving in the right direction because you're showing what you can do. Kevin Smith made clerks for 30 fucking grand on his credit card. It is a movie that's black and white that takes place in a gas, air in a 7 Eleven type store. It, there's nothing to it, and he probably never in a million years thought it was going to be what it is,
1: but because he took his shot, look where he is today. He took yeah. a shot, and he was a great writer, and that came off on the page. He didn't need – it was in black and white, and it was in, in a, a convenience store. Yeah. But he was such a good writer that the dialogue was so engaging that it works. Right. It did, he didn't need anything else. It could have been just a radio show of guys sitting around talking, and it would have been a funny radio show. But yeah. he put it on camera, spent all of his money so he could go to the next level.
0: Yeah, I just heard him on Getting Doug with High. Have you guys ever... Do you know Doug Benson? I know of him. I know I'll, t- I'll tweet Doug. I'm going to tweet Doug a link to your movie cool. and tell him to check it out because Doug loves movies. <laughs> Doug would just be really stoned watching it freaking out, hopefully. Doug would be. <laughs> Doug's a very fucking fascinating guy.
1: I watched his uh, the documentary he did. That's well, one of the things about awesome. Doug.
0: Doug's a doer. As so much weed as he does, he's got like nine podcasts. He's got movies coming out. He's got tours that he's on constantly. He works harder than anyone I know, and I think he does it. I heard him and Kevin Smith talking, and they were both thinking, saying like, "I do it because I get high so much; it justifies me getting high." Right. Like then, no one can get say, "Oh, you're a stoner. You don't do shit." Yeah. But um. But I'll send a link. I'll, we'll wrap this up i'll send a link out to doug because doug should see this movie i'd love for doug to have you on to you know on on get i don't know if either of you guys want to smoke pot with doug but getting doug with Hyde'd be fun is a fun show to do i haven't done it it. i haven't do it bring
1: zach and mike on for that that scene yeah
0: (laughs) it's a great it's a great pot scene i mean the
1: the, that's what i love about doing these The podcasts are just they're great i mean you can really sit around and talk and listen and you're not limited by commercials or limited on content or what you can say you get so wrapped up in it There's, I'd speaking
0: around. of which guys go to pilotandcaptain.com <laughs> no I I, I I forgot I'm going to have forgotten to do this at the beginning they're not a sponsor they're not they don't pay me for this but they do have these cool shirts go to pilotandcaptain.com they, there's the shirts I wear on stage if you ever see me on stage it's, it's luggage tag shirts take a look at these shirts be honest these are fucking they, I just I just love this brand and I reach reached out to them they're in philly and let's see is my fucking computer dead all right computer's dead so uh but uh they're pretty badass shirts uh go to pilot captain use the code word captain burt and you can uh get 15 percent off your sales i don't get paid for it i just want you guys to have cool shit if i it's like the combos they're sitting right there they don't pay me but I fucking... Well, they send me out combos. They send me out free combos because I fucking love combos. Buffalo combos are the
2: best. You ever have buffalo combos? No. They're maybe the best Bobby, I've ever Bobby loves combos, though. Are you well, serious? Yeah, combos are such so, like road trip second to second. me. Like yeah. Every time I go Dude, on a road trip, you get combos.
0: Try buffalo flavored combos. <laughs> buffalo and blue cheese. Tell me you don't fucking love buffalo and blue cheese flavored combos.
2: That is superb.
0: Are they not... Buffalo and blue cheese. Look now, now, and this is the way I look at. I don't have advertisers. I don't sell advertising on my show. Take a look at these shirts, Of
2: pilot and captain. What do you mean luggage tags on the shirt?
0: You got, you got to see it, man. It's they're fucking badass. I wear them on stage. Where are you all from? Where'd you grow up from? Grow up, Dallas. In Dallas, perfect. I know they got Dallas. So what it is is, it's luggage tags. It's old luggage, t- oh, old uh, old ticket oh, stubs. Cool. So like old Pan Am type of stuff. Old too. Pan Am ticket t- ticket stubs. Here's Austin. Is that uh, not a that's cool area? cool. Like DFW. Yeah. Gadget. So JFK, LAX, Boston. They've got these hoodies. It's I mean it's the coolest. They just came with a whole thing of of uh, of. Um, Canadian cities. They've got Dallas. They've got I've got them all. I got, I've got I've them all. I bought them all, you and then should. and then I wore through because I wear them when I fly and I wear them on stage because it's simple. It doesn't say too much. It you know it's like people don't have to figure it out. And um and then I, I I mentioned it on Preston and Steve and then they sent me some and then I emailed her and I said hey man I love your company I'd love to do anything to help and she was like and I was like and I, and we need an appearance release because I was in Cleveland and I wore the Cleveland one. On, um, on the show She was like I'll send you a bunch And wear them on the show And I was like Done She was like Do you mind mentioning On your podcast I was like I already fucking wear them I mean I don't give yeah. a shit So uh, yeah could to Pilot It's cabin. very
2: cool I, I love it when people use Yeah like the old school How cool is that Who did that I gotta get you one of these The you. the guy's the pumpkin geek So I did oh, cast gifts I did cast he gifts for everybody these. Show them all five Mike
1: Do you have that I don't have the Oh those are badass But these those are, pe- are carved carved carves these whole Things in into the fake pumpkins that you light up so you can keep it year round. And, oh, that's so but, cool! But it's unbelievable. Where's the uh, it's unbelievable how talented this guy is. And so he did it for the whole cast. Um, and then they did where's the choose for photos? Is that it? Uh,
2: I don't have that. Well, yeah, he the did, so. Thing? Yeah, I have it here. So he, um, he literally. I was trying to figure out something like what can I do to thank everybody and kind of do something. Now, I you mean, know, goddamn
0: combos. Uh, so good yeah, you these can't not. Are these not fucking fantastic? Yeah,
2: they're superb. Um, he, we needed something where everybody, I want to do something different for the cast. And so we had them basically put everyone's profile in the in the pumpkins for everybody and now they guys funny now all our parents have them and put them in their windows for oh, trick-or-treaters so cool. but the guy's an impressive guy he, he doesn't even think to himself that he's an artist he's a really good dude and he's it's like his third job yeah, he's able to pumpkin recreate pumpkin. a picture perfectly on a pumpkin is pretty fascinating um but yeah go back to your shirts the the shirt idea is so cool I love people using retro stuff in a very, very no. vintage, cool way. And I saw some – my wife does this thing where she blows up some of her passport stamps. And you can put them on pillows or a shirt or whatever. And your passport has got to be one of the most ridiculous known to man, I assume. Oh, my God. And and, and but like you, ones, you, Yeah. cool. And, yeah, because oh, they I'll, matter to you, right? Like your favorite places and they're I'll, your maybe stamps. Maybe i do those for a shirt for me. Yeah, you could recreate it, pop it on a shirt. It's really cool.
0: That's brilliant. I'm yeah. doing that. I'm going to yeah. do that. And wear it on. That's a fucking
2: great idea. Yeah. Probably
0: can't sell those because then people have my passport information. Yeah.
2: Well, just your stamp. <laughs> Put your stamp on there. What if I did my driver's license on his shirt? Like, Old So-so's Dirty Bastard. Social security number on the back? <laughs> I <just>
0: sold it. <laughs> <laughs> old Dirty Bastard and his driver's license on a fucking.
2: <laughs> did he really? Oh, yeah. It was his
0: first album. It was his driver's license.
2: Nothing blacked out.
0: <laughs> no, it's just Old Dirty Bastard. I think it said Old Dirty Bastard on it. What a fucking original dude he was. You want to hear the crazy? Never mind. I was gonna tell you the crazy dream I had and then woke up. I'm not gonna tell you because it's fucking horrible. All right. Uh, the movie is The House is October Built. Uh, the website is
2: uh, you can find us on Twitter at, at Houses Oct Built Oct, and then Facebook is the main website that we've been using. So it's just Facebook backslash The House is October Built. And you're you're just Mikey yeah, and Rowe I'm at Mikey Rowe M I K E Y R O E. Yeah. And I'm at Bobby Rowe One.
0: And, uh, and I listed off the name of the places in Texas and in Louisiana. If you want to get them, uh, go to them and visit them. Uh, if you have any questions, email these guys, I'm releasing it today. It is October 30th, right?
2: right that's right and i and i do mean it everybody this is a very very much a halloween movie and there's kind of few out there the movie halloween really isn't even about halloween this one is and then after you're done go down and support your local haunted house because they really do a hell of a job even though we highlight some of the ones that don't
0: (laughs) (laughs) and find the ones that are freaky and fucking go to it and tell me about it all right i love you guys happy halloween stay safe Trick or treat with your kids. Uh, and don't be careful. Make sure your kids don't get edibles. I heard that's a big problem this year. Oh, yeah. All right. Happy Halloween, guys.
2: This episode was brought to you by The Machine.